the soap in the bathroom. It's uh, we, we've talked about it on this show before. A good smelling hand soap yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, and when I want to like remember it, this is custom made for the Semple Mansion. The but soap is the soap is. Amazing. It says like exclusively made yeah, yeah, for yeah, the Semple totally. Mansion. It's got the logo, but. I thought this the last week, and I was like, maybe that's not funny. The first thing that popped into my brain, same thing. I think it's hilarious. The scent of this is iced vanilla woods, which if Tiger Woods ever became a rapper, that is the <laughs> only name I will accept for him. Just iced vanilla, the, yeah, the, the I, like <laughs> IVW. That's... Oh, it would be vanilla as fuck if he rapped. Oh, I mean, so <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> you know it would be. Oh, There's no way. But he could, he, I mean, he's rich as fuck, so he could still be icy. Suck. He could be icy. For <laughs> it's sure. that ice yeah, vanilla. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Covering your bases. <laughs> ice exactly. vanilla. Like, like, a, like a straight up vanilla milkshake with a little glitter. I was going to say, that sounds a like bit. a Starbucks drink. It a does. A little bit. Absolutely. Seasonal. It does. It's seasonal. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's out from the, the season <laughs> of like December 26th to January 2nd. Yeah, exactly. I wish I could make a more fully formed joke, but I don't know all their like nomenclature. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Triple Venti. Grande, Venti, what? Venti, exactly. Exactly. With three right. shots of woods. <laughs> three shots of woods. Ooh, nobody wants Ooh, that. Ooh, no, you got to get that shit three under. There's a, there's a waitress joke in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, we were we we're actually talking about like no joke. Where's like where's her movie? Because everybody's doing the documentaries and oh. they always do the big chunk about that. But yeah. like, imagine how no no the 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 the, the waitress the server oh the one who just got kicked out of his house that one right like oh, okay. I actually don't even know what we're talking no, she's about. okay <laughs> so <laughs> one of one of one of the myriad women that that Tiger Woods was sleeping with yeah. before everything went down is he back in trouble again or something no. something happened no oh, okay. it's, it's, it's just looking back. for severance somebody yeah, like got it, got we it, were it. we were the group and somebody made a joke got it uh, and and all I kept thinking about was like. So she couldn't tell anybody about that. Yeah. And as somebody who spent from 14 to 35 working in the service industry yeah. Yeah, almost yeah, yeah. exclusively to sit on a secret like that and be working at like this was not like a fine dining restaurant in Vegas. Totally. Like this was like like it's a like a, like a Applebee's-esque <laughs> diner. Yeah. Totally. And so she's like, "Hey, I got to take tomorrow off." And they're like, "Why?" And she's like, "Uh, my dog has a thing and she's like going and getting on a PJ to fly Whoa. to hook up with the, the most famous. You mean at the beginning before she moved in with him? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Known that they like, no, when it was still a secret yeah. affair. Okay. So yeah, I she's... don't know. I don't know. the whole. That's the, story. that's the story that I want to know. Totally. I don't give a fuck about it's his infidelity. Trap. I don't care yeah. about a rich guy. How'd you keep that secret? Stuff. How did you keep that secret? And how did you act normal? Yeah. Like still going back and having some crabby ass old white guy totally. yell at you about his fries Send being a little too soggy. Yeah. Like knowing that literally in 12 hours, you're going to be sitting in a G6, oh, like sipping champagne shit, baby. on Nothing. your way to anywhere in the world. Like, oh, I'm going to Dubai tomorrow. Yeah. I'll be back in 48 hours. Like what crazy Maybe excuses. It. Maybe nothing bothers you at that point. Cause I like, guess Fuck it. I'll be in Dubai yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. But also like how creative did you have to get with excuses on yeah. why you needed time yeah, off? True. You know? Cause like, Oh, like every, every assistant manager I've ever worked for is like, Oh, what are you doing? Yeah, totally. If I like, I need to Monday, Tuesday off next week. Oh, what are you doing? What's so Maybe important? You can't come really to work. Maybe she's really good at covering her shifts. <laughs> Maybe she just is like, well, you know, Amber's going to cover for me. So Could it's be. Fine. But that's like, of, <laughs> so of that entire story, answers. that's the only thing I give a fuck about. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to know, like, I want to know her coworkers, like, who knew? Because at least one knew. Yeah. There's always one that like knew or like, 
suspected. <laughs> like, I want to talk to that person. I want to know what's going on. This isn't an H- H- HBO show. This is a true TV show. 100%. So, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I want... Grainy photos. And bad reenactments. Yeah, totally. Where, like, where there's no audio. It's just, like, them with, like, like a, a Vaseline fuzzy lens, <laughs> like, serving a table. and like, oops. And then she had to take the next two days yeah. off. Like, I love it. I want that. Make it. He's standing outside with a golf bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Reason. <laughs> How many days do you need off? Four, she said, only tipping her card slightly. Because there's got to be terrible puns. You have to. The voiceover guy has to have at least eight really bad puns. The white lie. She was keeping all of her coworkers in the woods. Wow! What? Oh, he's got the puns. You're the only one that can hear it. What was it? A bowling ball? A bowling the ball the dramatic hamster. Oh. It is. It, it is. We've talked about this. Like. I want everybody to have headphones, but it's really funny it's being the only one that can hear it. Yeah. Uh, every now and then when we get a sound cue wrong, it's even funnier to me. <laughs> uh, it's just great. It's the best. Perfect. But right. look, yeah, you know what? We have so much more equipment than the last know, time you were so here. Serious. This has come up on many levels. We're actually inside of a mansion right now. We were in like a Polish basketball court. Uh, <laughs> I love that you called it that too. <laughs> Polish basketball court. And at least, at least one third of our audience is trying to come up with what they think the rules of Polish basketball yeah. would be. Yeah. Yeah. It's rowdy. I think it's, it's definitely rowdy. rowdy. There's a lot of elbows. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We met in, you know, towards the end of COVID in a, in a Polish basketball hall. And now here we are <laughs> in an 1800s mansion. <laughs> Again, we're just get we're, we're going backwards in history. So the next time <laughs> exactly. it'll be, it'll be like, like uh, exactly. an estate house in new England in Perfect. the 1700s. Perfect. We're just going to keep going. We keep going to find our Victorian ghost. Yes. Uh, well, people may recognize your voice. If you've been with us for a very long time, a very, very, very long time, uh, would you please introduce your, reintroduce yes. yourself to everybody? Yeah, allow me to reintroduce myself. My Shit. name is Beak. Oh, Beak. B to the E-A-K. Um, my name is Laserbeak. My real name's Aaron. And uh, Laserbeak sounds better. And <laughs> I am... Uh, sad when you said it. My name is Aaron. Uh, my name is Aaron. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a music producer, um, artist, um, artist manager, record label runner, just like man of many hats and uh, lots of little jobs. And, and I'm here to drink some tequila and hang out with you guys. For some of our newer listeners, uh, Laserbeak was also kind enough to gift us what we use as our intro and outro. Oh, yeah. So you've just heard him at the beginning of this song. Yeah, you did. And uh, at the end of the song, we'll talk about it more at the end of the show, but at the end of the song, we're actually going to play a brand new song yeah. that you produced uh, featuring an artist that you've been working on for a while. Just maybe you want to give a little bit off the top? <laughs> yeah, not at the end of this song, but at the end of this podcast. Did I say I'll at the end of the song? That's fine. Well, I like to think of podcasts as songs, so this works out really, really long song really track. fucking long uh at the end of this podcast yes there will be a song played by an artist who is a dear friend who i who i co-produced her new album with lady midnight um so, so we'll be dope. hearing from we'll be hearing from her and i think she'll be actually serendipitously on this podcast later down the road fucking so it just, we keep yeah we're leapfrogging here she's so incredible i uh i was fortunate enough uh Former guest and friend of the podcast, uh, Dessa, had a show at First Avenue about a month ago, and Lady Midnight opened, and that was the first time that I had heard any of the new songs. Yeah. And it was, uh, I think I texted you yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah, totally. Uh, I had some friends with that were like kind of taken aback that I was like, no, 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 we have to be there before 
the opener starts because I I have in in my crotchety older years, especially working with we're fortunate enough to have a music group of independent uh, venues under the First Avenue uh, sort of umbrella, and they're really good about tweeting out set times. Yeah, love. Uh, helps helps us old folk. Oh out. my god! <laughs> like especially when it's like a five or six band bill. Mm-hmm. Like I I kind of just want to know, you know. Nice to know. And uh, and I was pretty insistent about it and. Uh, everybody was staring at me like, are you fucking serious? And we walked in, they're like, wow, we're early. I was like, just wait. Just wait. And man. Sometimes you get wowed. There's, there are a number of times that an opener has taken my breath away. And every one of those times I have turned into a super fan of Love. that person. Because it's almost like you're not supposed to be that good. Yeah. And then when you are like unabashedly and just murdered it. And then of course came out during Dessa's set totally. and did a few more songs like just it was it was to me what i kept saying to my friends was that was a star turn right there mm. that was where like you it. watch somebody go from like already brilliant to like holy shit this yeah. whole room just figured it out yeah it was really cool to see that and it was it was the first time i brought all, all three of my kids to first avenue which is like our in minnesota kind of like our our church yeah. or whatever um so yeah, we were all side stage watching, and they're they're friends with her. They're friends with Dessa, so they you know to them they're just like oh their little aunties are up on the stage or whatever. But um, but yeah, it was really really special. It was awesome. We um, love that. So me being an absolute giant, I was like I'm good everywhere, and then <laughs> the humans that I was with are normal sized, so we're having trouble seeing. So yeah. we went. We were kind of at the the main bar area, looking dead on, and it's it's tough for shorter people to see there. So we made our way upstairs. So we were like on the left side upstairs in the balcony overlooking and uh one of my good good friends jessica who i love going to shows with because she feels music the same way that i do uh at one point just yelled because there were a few people on the front row that were like so bored that they didn't have the songs (laughs) that they had memorized to sing along with and at one point in between songs she just yelled, "What the fuck are you guys dancing?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, all right, more of that. You get it. You you exactly. were here for twenty minutes, and now you are fucking fully in. bought in. You're in, I and I, that it just made me happy because that that was the vibe. Hell yeah, it was it was rad. So we're very excited yes. to to drop a new song, and yeah. then obviously to have to have her on soon. Yeah. But today we're here to talk. That's right. And we're about here to drink. Beak. That's right. And we're here to drink. So we got to give a shout out to uh, our sponsors, as always, Beam Suntory. Yeah. Uh, they came through with an incredible library for the next uh, the next number of episodes. Um, for this one, uh, Beak just got back from a beautiful vacation yeah. south of the border. And so we went with a Tres Generaciones, Tequila Plata. Uh, I mean, Charles, like you were kicking off uh, some tasting notes when you had your first sip. I hadn't nice even tried peppery. it yet. Yeah, it's super clean. It's got a really nice pepper profile. Yes. Uh, Black pepper and also a little bit of like chili pepper, yeah, which is really nice. You were remarking that this would go nice in some sort of a cocktail with ginger beer. Hundred percent. I feel like this would be awesome in a cucumber beverage. Ooh, or yep. Ooh, there's like a there is a, a a sweet bell pepper vegetal side to this that I think sure. would go gorgeous with cucumber. Um, the the pepper side of it, I just really thought if you can find like a good spicy ginger beer. Yeah. I thought those two would play really well mm-hmm. because a lot of times those spicy ginger beers are also very aggressive. So with some ice to dilute it a little bit and then just that beautiful soft sweetness in this. Yeah. I think trials. that that just sings. Yeah. If you're a local to the Twin Cities. Yeah, for sure. Or even if you're not, um, even like a like a Reed's sure. ginger beer, something that's, that's pretty aggressive. Get a little bite. Yeah. You know, like I love um, 
stuff like Gosling's, it's great. But I prefer if I'm going to go that route, I want that that real that sweet flavor. heat of totally. of real ginger in there. Um, but that's just it's such a a wonderful mix of those two. And if um, actually earlier today I was talking about tequila ginger. If you haven't done that before, like give yourself a treat, especially if you live in a cold climate and you, you get to that point where you just like need to feel something other than what this weather is. Take yourself that route. I, I also love dark and stormies with rum. That's great. But tequila ginger is something that I just adore. Little squeeze of fresh lime in there or even some pineapple in there. Oof. Okay. It, it'll like, it, you can pretend a little bit that it's not awful and yeah. miserable yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. Totally. This is a versatile tequila for sure. Yep. It is the second uh, Tres Generaciones that we've done in like three episodes. The prior uh, selection, I would prefer as a sipper. 100%. This one you can sip. And usually this is the kind of thing I would drink as a change of pace after having like too much whiskey. Mm-hmm. Sure. I need something cleaner. But this also I think would be better suited than the last bottle we had for mixing cocktails. Yeah. A great bottle for that. And it's like, it's a sexy bottle. I love the newer bottle design. Like they, they changed it a few years ago. I think it's really pretty. Yeah. It sits great. Yeah. 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 There you go. It sits pretty on a bar and everything that they make is just good. It's just awesome. Absolutely. So uh, if you, if you haven't been down that road or if you've been stuck in a a Casamigos hole, not saying anything against Casamigos, (laughs) if you've been stuck in that, like the, the vanilla syrup side of Mm -hmm. tequila, there's a really great alternative in a lot of different directions. And this is this is one way I would absolutely pivot where I don't feel like it's it's too far away from that where if somebody really likes that vanilla note, there's still that vanilla sweetness in there. But just that that like vegetal, sweet, yeah. grassy side to it is big, big great. Agave, no, it's very grassy, mm. very early. Yeah. Another thing that I should remark, I have a lot of friends who say, shut the fuck up about mezcal and ricea and, and all the other agaves. Can you point me in the direction of some good tequila? Mm-hmm. It's surprising that people, it seems like now, at least people that I know that are more like drinker drinkers, don't know where to find the good tequila. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really great drinking through the catalog from Tris Generaciones to see that they have such a breadth of flavor characteristics yeah. in the family of their tequilas. I would say just drink through the stuff that they make. Totally. Uh, regardless of preference, the variation on the spectrum of flavors is so broad, it's really worth exploring. And so it's, if you're looking for good tequila, give them a shot. And it's not cheap, but it's also pretty affordable. Like, it's not, it's it's a nice mid-range. You know, you yeah. should be able to find this plata, you should be able to find that for somewhere like mid-30s to maybe like low-40s. I think that it um, outstrips that value. Absolutely. I think it's better. For, for the stuff that people will pay top shelf value for, I would rather buy this. Same. Same, same, same. Like, I, th- it's just a great representation of, like, the beauty of agave. We need to come up with some some rap songs for it then because 42 is really, it's got the market corner. Dude, they're killing it. But now, the funny <laughs> the funny part is that everybody everybody's just investing it. in taller bottles now. Yeah, so Like, every, every tequila company now is coming out with some ridiculous, like, two really and a half tall. foot tall. Cannot fit it in your cupboard. Nope. Yeah, like, there's nowhere to put it in your home. <laughs> nope. I did. I bought one bottle in 1942 when I moved out of my place like a, over a year ago. I was like, all right, I'm in my, my home all by myself. I'm going to buy myself this whatever the hell these guys are talking about, 1942. And I couldn't put it anywhere. Nope. <laughs> You're stuck with a centerpiece. <laughs> and it like, I mean, and all of them are, you know, sort of this extra age thing. And they're for sure adding a little bit of back sweetener. It's, it's fun. And they are made to be 
delicious. Yeah. It's it's great. But the the constant <laughs> like just the bottle service. Like yeah, like who's yeah. got the bigger, taller bottle? The <laughs> the director tequila. Yeah. The the I literally the the new um the new Patron one is called El Alto. It's literally oh, just really? called the tall. Like awesome. they're, they're just like fuck it, we're going to yeah. go with it. And it's right. gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's this like green teal bottle. But I looked at it. I was like, I can't put that anywhere Any, in my house. Anywhere. Like there's there's just no way. Centerpiece. <laughs> <laughs> just like put flowers. Just we'll just stick it in the middle of this done. flower totally, in between us. Totally. But we'd have to move it because then I couldn't see exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This one can hold a sunflower. A struggle. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, should we cheers it up yeah, and, and dive in? I don't even remember who's first, Charles. Nor do I, but I want to find out. Man, that black pepper. Oh, I know. I like the pepper. Dude, it's so I like good. It. Ooh, this is me. So originally when I thought of this, Beak, I was imagining food, but I kind of want to throw it out. Take okay. this question okay. as, as you will. Yep. What's the last thing that you tried for the first time? And did you like it? Ooh. Last thing that I tried for the first time, I think it was cottage cheese. No shit. <laughs> and it wasn't that long ago. How is that possible? You live in Minnesota. I know. I had a, I, I still to this day have a major mayonnaise aversion, like not even an aversion, like I just absolutely hell no on mayonnaise or aiolis. Um, okay. When I was younger, it was like the the white creamy stuff, but with you on sour this. cream got me, um, cream cheese got me. So I was like, okay, whatever. But cottage cheese still had the like real, the curds. The bumps. Yeah, the Bubbles. bumps in there. Yeah. Uh, and I just never did it. And I think a friend maybe three years ago was like, got a potato chip and was like, it's happening right now. I just dunked it in there, popped it in my mouth. Not bad. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've had it since, to be honest with you, but I feel you, all right about it. You weren't mad at it? Okay. Yeah, I'm not mad was at it. Was it full fat? Was it large curd? Was it small I think curd? it was a, I don't actually have any, con I have no concept. I was really scared. When it, when Why don't like you know all the makes and models mouth. of the thing you ate? <laughs> it's kind of cheese for me. How about you guys? I'm so scared. I'm so excited. Oh, God. I'm so scared. What's, so my my introduction, I, I know that I had cottage cheese as a kid because it, it um, I remember it being a side with fruit. Yes, At like always. things that I went to. My dad will have like a can of peaches. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It was always peaches or, 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 or bullshit ass Midwest cantaloupe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, one of those two was always in there and I would always separate them, but I enjoyed it. My introduction to cottage cheese in my life was uh, one of the first, like actually using it as something other than just mm, dollop on it. like a weird salad buffet. Yeah. Um, was I, I had a chef that, that I, I'm, we're going to, we're going to put chef in heavy quotes yeah. here. I had a line cook that said he was a chef. S H E F. S H E F. Yes. 100%. Chef. Uh, who was teaching me his lasagna recipe and, uh, he's like, wrote it out for me and he wrote out ricotta. He goes, man, I don't know shit about ricotta, but I know you can put cottage cheese in there. Yeah. And that was what he used. And yeah. so that was in like the first lasagna that I made from scratch. Oh, I bet it knocked. I just, it was kind of dope. Pretty good. That's a Midwestern. Removed. That's like a casserole. It, absolutely. You know, I like, I feel like I got, I got in touch with all the aunts and, totally. and aunties yes. of the forties, fifties yeah. and sixties. Like almost like a cream of mushroom, like casserole yeah. ingredient. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's like discount bocacini. They're getting smaller. <laughs> and the only reason I wanted to interject that, <laughs> yeah. I have never said this on this podcast. Every now and then 
I make lasagna with fucking cottage yeah. cheese. Okay. Oh yeah. Cause it rips. It's, get- it's, it reminds me of childhood. I will straight up make the red sauce from scratch and yeah. I will simmer that shit for days, yep. but I will walk right past the ricotta and the mascarpone and I will grab some old Dutch full fat, large curd oh, wow. yeah. cottage cheese. And that is a layer in the middle that Damn. I mix with mozzarella or provolone Yeah, that's right in yeah. there. And it, it makes me feel like I'm eating lasagna with my grandma. <laughs> the Trace Generaciones Ones has us all, all talking the truth. It's, it's right got now. that truth serum. Like, yeah, right. Dude, I uh, I've always loved cottage cheese. The people who hate it, I guess I don't understand. It's like the joke about uh, mozzarella sticks or deviled eggs. Yeah, here eat a pound of cheese. Oh, fuck that! And then you fry it and say, "How about now?" Oh, cool. In. Fuck it, I'm in. You can eat that cheese with a spoon. Let's pitch. And it's like it's you know it's got good salt content. If it's the fatty stuff, yep. it tastes good. You just eat that cheese with a spoon. I didn't start putting fruit in cottage cheese until probably ten years ago because we didn't do that when I was a kid. When I was a kid, like we were of little means, we'd buy a lot of expired dairy. Probably why I have an iron gut now. Yeah, there you but go. We always had like expired cottage cheese and expired plain yogurt on hand. And cottage cheese, I just grab a spoon and eat that for breakfast. Yep. And so it's still to this day, and I don't do it very often, maybe once a year when I am grocery shopping and I also need to grab myself something to eat for lunch, I'll sometimes grab like the half pint container of large curd, full fat wow. cottage cheese, and then I'll just go home and eat that. And then you can put in pineapple or or peaches or what have you but it's fucking good full transparency large curd full fat was also one of my stripping names in college wow wow full circle for you (laughs) it just makes me happy that you choose that voluntarily charles and you still choose that to this day that's like i could see that coming like a hundred mile fastball like right before you said it i was like there it is there it is sign him up so i i'm always trying new stuff there's always something new. And of course I contextualize this with food and beverage. So if it's like the last thing I had, I mean, it's not super exciting. I, I did a custom pizza at a local pizza joint. Cause now they have pickles and I did a cheeseburger pizza. So oh yeah. Hamburger, cheddar cheese, onion, pickles on a square cut pizza and told them to make it well done. So it's nice and crispy. That's cool. But I'm going to shout out our friends at Oro. <sighs> Oro by Nixta. Restaurant of the year, son. From the um, our, our biggest local paper in Minneapolis, Star Tribune, just named uh, Oro by Nixta, the restaurant of the year, Sick. 2023. Shout out um, to a former guest and friend of the podcast, Gustavo. Gustavo Romero. Just absolutely incredible they're, and earns every accolade. They're they're so wonderful. And it's, I, I dine out a lot and I've been to Mexico City and it's the one place in the U.S. that to me feels like, in my experience, by the way, so one place in the U.S., I know when I sit down and dine there, it feels like I'm in a restaurant in CDMX. Mm. I feel like I'm in Mexico City. Like, oh. in, in like at a sit-down restaurant where, you know, it's all the classic trappings and flavors, but in sort of a, a sit-down setting. For sure. And the thing that I'd never had before, because where the hell would you fucking get this? And it's illuminating because of how much I hate cake. And another layer, how much I hate chocolate. They, it was my birthday, Marnie brought me there before we went to a luchador show and they for dessert brought out a pasilla chili stuffed with chocolate cake with brulee bananas. Come on. And I was like, what dude? What? Okay. Yeah. I was for, for, yeah, exactly. For, for someone like me who hates chocolate and hates cake, that's like someone was challenged with making me try a chocolate cake and also making me enjoy it. And it's 
very has got it's got a tight footprint on the plate. It's not big. Okay. And it looks like a chili. It's not shaped like right. the pasilla, but it's, you know, you could see the skin. And then on the side are these two tiny, like the little bananas, the good ones that nobody buys for some reason. On the side with like the sugar, crystallized sugar on top, brulee. They shoved a little candle in there. And I was like, fuck it, let's pitch. Dude, that was so good. Yeah. And it's honestly like the 100% cacao that is clearly in mm-hmm. that cake where it actually tastes like, because I love cacao and I hate chocolate because I can't stand American derivative chocolate. There's no chocolate in it. But this was the combination of what was definitely some really high quality cacao, almost certainly Mexican, like 100% chance. And then that chili, the combination of the dark fruit characteristics of that chile and that chocolate, that dark, dark chocolate, and it not being terribly sweet. And then you get a little bite of that banana with the sugar glaze on it, which kind of had that back sweetener. Perfect. Mm. That's, that's brilliant. And I don't know who came up with that or if they found one previously. I don't know if Gustavo had had one of those in Mexico City, but that's a fucking banger. That's got to stay on the menu. Dude. I want that for... If, if, I, <clears throat> if I ever pick up the tradition of having birthday cake, it's literally it's just that. that birthday cake. Uh, all I could hear that entire time was just, let me get that cake, 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 there you cake, go. Cake, <laughs> cake, 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 let me get that cake, cake. I'll be saying that next Dude, week. I love, that's awesome. I, uh, I'm glad you clarified the chocolate thing because it's not that you hate like cocoa or any of that. It's just Americanized like bullshit. Yeah, I've mentioned chocolate. it before. I think yep. American chocolate tastes like uh, chocolate crayon. What about a take five bar crayon. though, man? What about a take five bar? I will take zero of those. Oh, I'll, I'll take more for I'll, me. I'll, I'll take, I'm with you. We'll, we'll split those. I'll eat some, I'll eat some American candy from sure. time to time on like a road trip, but God, what do I even get? Like Rolos? Mm. You know, I'll, I'll pop a couple Rolos. Let's go pop a couple Rolos. I like raisin. Oh, wow. The raisins. Hot take. Also, that has to be the, that has to be the next dance at the barbecue. Like, pop a couple Rolos and a Rolos and a Rolos. And a, pop a couple Rolos and a Rolos. Charles likes raisinets. Man, yeah. we're going deep. That was my theater candy when I was a yeah, I actually think this building came with a box of raisin wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Where they at? <laughs> They're just hidden. You got to find them. <laughs> The, you got to just listen for the rattle when the heat turns on. <laughs> Perfect. What was, uh, what was the, what was the like the little chocolate droplets that had the white sprinkles yes. on them? I the, can't remember. Snow, snow caps. Snow caps. Snow caps. Terrible. Like, those two I always associate with each other. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you get one of the two of those at a house at Halloween, you're like, nah, I'm not going back yeah. there next year. Yeah. <laughs> no. They're either too old or they hate us, <laughs> or both. Well, Beak, my answer. I want to I want to tie it back to you. Uh, there were a couple like random experiences that I was like, oh yeah, I could throw that out there. But um, for people that have known me for a long time, I had the same mayo aversion. Yeah. I still hate ranch dressing with a passion. Yeah. I hate blue cheese dressing. Even if you make it from scratch, just give me the blue cheese crumbles. Sure. I hate mayonnaise. Sour I cream. still don't want it. Sour cream. I don't want it. But mayonnaise on the outside of a grilled cheese sandwich. Yes, I haven't. Does make it better. It do work. I'm sorry. So, do you taste the mayonnaise at Not all? even kind no. of. I think I've probably had a billion grilled cheese sandwiches that have been made that way. Correct. I'm sure yeah. I loved Correct. them. I'm yeah. sure I loved them. I get a better crisp yeah. on the outside of the bread with mayonnaise than I do with butter. <sighs> and I have finally just given in that- Keep a, bar of mayonnaise, or a jar of mayonnaise around? My wife loves it. Okay, like She throws it on for go. like turkey yeah, sandwiches yeah. or shit. Sure. So it's in there anyway. Yeah. 
And if I'm going to be 100% honest, like, cool. Same thing with sour cream. Like, I finally folded on that because I love beef stroganoff. Yes, I love beef so stroganoff. So you got to use sour cream in that. Go. And that's my, like, that's my handshake deal. Yeah. And then my wife even gave me an outside, uh, an easy out on that because she loves top the tater. Oh, yeah, which is just Right? So then I just use that and start in the fucking stroganoff and you're good. But I, wow. I will say... Uh, I am on record to all of my friends wow. that might listen to this that have known me since high school or, or college. Uh, I'm on record saying it does make a better grilled cheese. Man. And for all of you that I yelled at and said I'd rather have it dry than have your fucking mayonnaise <laughs> on it, I was wrong. His words. I admit wow. I was wrong. We can change. We, we can. yes. Uh, to quote the late great MCA, I'd rather be a hypocrite than the guy I was before. There you go. So uh, I'll eat my words on that. Okay. And and it it does. I I did literally a side by side, and we each had a half. It slaps. And we both agreed. Wow. It's it's better. Okay. Got to be like full water. fat though. What? It makes like an even layer Correct. to even get the Maillard effect on. Correct. Because the bread is not always going to have the exact like leveling capabilities. Yep. So it also works for that. And then yeah, when you cook it. it it changes it. Totally. Yeah, it fundamentally changes what it tastes like. I will say, do not half step with some fucking Miracle Whip bullshit. Oh, my God. If please. you're going to go that route, you've got to go like this. like yeah. full fat. Because that's the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. You're caramelizing the fat. Yeah. So you, you have to go that way. I don't I don't even want to know eggy, what the yeah. fuck that would do. Can I just sidebar real quick now yeah. we're talking about grilled cheese? Every single bite should have a bread and butter pickle and a jalapeno on top of the finished sandwich. Okay. So that you get... That little kind of like, think about like a bunch of the Korean condiment dishes. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about bread and butter Maybe pickle with a spicy jalapeno, pickled jalapeno. And then you put that on, you dip it in the tomato soup, and you eat that one bite at a time. So I'm going to tell you this right now, Beak. Yeah. There is an almost three-week period where my wife is on two different trips. I will guarantee you that will be one of my yeah. bachelor meal nights. There we go. I absolutely will do that. Critical question. Yep. Will you use bread and butter pickles or will you use real pickles? I will do one of each. Yes, I hate bread and butter pickles. Bread and butter pickles. We've talked about this before. <laughs> bread and butter pickles. All pickles are dyed. Bread and butter pickles should be dyed pink, <laughs> yeah, so that I know ahead of time, like what's what. One thousand percent. Yep. And to be fair, I only eat them on grilled cheese sandwiches. Okay. I, I'm with but you. I've, okay. So I, balance. Here's yeah. another thing. Balance, I yeah. think that they're completely useless and I hate them. Yeah. But I like this application, and in my head, what you did with the pickled jalapeno yeah. is you have sweet salty yep. with salty underneath. Now I'm interested because I nice. like the sweet and salty salty back and forth. Yeah. I don't enjoy just a sweet pickle. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I a thousand give, percent agree. Give me that dill. Exactly. But give me that dill. Dill with pickled jalapeno might be a little much. Yep. I like the idea yep. of the sweet. So now, worth, uh, now I think maybe I think uh, we're going to check this out. out. That's worth trying it out. And to anybody out there, if you end up trying this, please let us know. Yeah. Fucking throw us some comments. Let us let us know how it goes. Because I like this idea. Oh, yeah, also, so anything, anything pickled we can add to sandwiches, I'm in. Let's go. But grilled cheese, it's always like bacon or tomato or bacon and tomato. That's all anybody ever puts in that shit. Let's fucking revolutionize Let's think outside it. the box here. Yes. Let's think outside the, the bread even. Let's, Let's think on, on top, top of the bread. bread. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's how we're, that's, we're changing the world right here. Let us know if you make a laser cheese. Oh, wow. I'd be happy to. Ooh, I'd be in. happy to. In. Uh, yeah, let's just keep it spicy. <laughs> laser cheese. I might have to figure this out. <laughs> well, uh, I'll cheers to laser yeah. cheese, oh, yeah. and then I'm going to have to refill this yep. glass. Absolutely right. Yep. Charles, are you up next? Cheers. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, I am up. All right, Beak. 
So as, as an attendee or as a performer, how do you feel about encores? <laughs> We're pouring. We're pouring. I don't love them. As a performer? <laughs> of course I love them. I love them if you're calling my name. Yeah. If we're all cheering, you know, yeah, I'll come back out like there. Like a real one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like oh, one. You want some more? I'd love to give you some. Uh, I like to wave my towel around. and, um, But in general, I think they're, you just play a longer set. Yeah. You know, just play those songs in the front and don't worry about the back half. Although, for the big shows, like, my favorite rock band is the Killers. I know they're going to do an encore, and I'm just so fucking geeked every single time. And I know they're going to do like you know they actually open with Mr. Brightside these days. But I so I mean, if it's like your favorite band or your top ten or whatever, like absolutely, give me an encore. A second encore is I don't I don't even know if I would want that from the <laughs> Killers. Um, but but yeah, I'm okay with it every once in a while. But let's let's slow our roll here. Like three people clapping doesn't deserve an encore. <laughs> uh, positive side question. As a fellow Killers fan, what is your favorite Killers song? Oh, God. Uh, it changes. Right now, I thought Imploding the Mirage, one of their most recent albums, is the best one they've ever done. It's amazing. I just absolutely love it. It's probably one of the first three or four songs. There's one that samples like um, some kraut rock, like a can drum break oh, yeah, yeah. or whatever, and I cannot remember for the life of me what it's called, but I love that one. Ugh. Uh, yeah, they're just absolutely the best. I uh, so I got to see that I had I had never seen them. I honestly didn't think of myself as like a huge Killers fan. Yeah, until um, I got tickets for my wife and I, front row in the the club level seats, Ooh. so like we could see everything. But yep. like we were a little posh. Yep, <clears throat> and I was. Like I, as I do, I was getting geeked for the show, so I'm like just trying to like listen to everything, yeah, yeah, and remind yeah. myself. And I was like, "Holy fuck! I think I actually might be like a pretty big Killers oh, fan yeah. because every song I knew, I have been deep catalog. Yes, and I have been pushing. I finally got to hear what is my favorite song, uh, Runaways. Oh, great! That bridge is one of my favorite bridges in all of rock and roll, in all Perfect of the history song. of music. That the way I mean, their drummer is so fucking. Their drummer is the best drummer alive, and the way that he hits just the Ronnie, he hits the hard syllables. Uh, he hits them like he stops drumming and he hits yeah. Brandon's biggest syllables. <laughs> and the, yeah, dude, and mm. and the uh, the the at night I come home after they go to sleep. Yeah, like a stumbling ghost, I haunt these halls. Oof. There's a picture of us at our wedding day. I recognize the. I, can, I recognize the girl, but I can't settle in these clothes, like yeah. or these walls. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, like it's so fucking good, and they did it. And I, I yeah. was trying to be the responsible tall guy. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna like chair dance because it was like a small family behind me. That song came out. I turned around. I was like, I'm not sitting down for shit. Let's go. But yeah, that. Uh, sorry, yeah. side digression. Absolutely right. Watch out, Charles, because we're gonna turn this thing into just a goddamn killer. The killers podcast. podcast. Yeah, libations for killers. I don't, I don't listen to the killers. I don't. That's know okay. If, I don't know if I know some of their songs. You I do. Just, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you 100. I'm saying that I don't know what I probably. Oh know, yeah, right? yeah, you, totally. You know what I mean? There's yeah. an amazing uh, video that I saw on the internet. That is a bunch of, because you know, Mr. Brightside has now transcended, like it's the song of all time Correct. or whatever. For sure. It's transcended yeah. generations. Mr. Brightside. You'll yeah. see young people at these shows like drinking airplane bottles of, you know, like pink vodka and shit. Um, but 
It's like a bunch of high schoolers at like a graduation party and Mr. Brightside comes out and like the whole fucking place is going insane and it just pans to this kid in the corner and he's like shazamming the song. <laughs> oh, no yeah, idea. right. No, of course. I love that so much. Just like what, how does everybody else know this? It's also so weird because it was a failed single. A thousand percent. Like it literally didn't work. They yeah. canned it and yeah. then they re-released it like eight months later. Yeah. It blows up in England and then it goes yeah. across England. the world. They did it again. But as as a DJ, it is one of the most confounding songs of all time it's because insane. nobody can dance to it. Nope. Everybody just sort of like does this like 80s hair bop <laughs> and then they just sing along with it and nobody knows the words. The Times actually just did a huge article on like that song specifically and it's like insane dominance over the gener- over the decades. Anyways. It's so weird. That's anyway, my, that's my like course. one. You, I get to talk about the killers once on any podcast I go on. <laughs> we can be done with that now. Well, thank you for coming to this house because <laughs> I, I do not talk about, I do not give out enough killers content. There we go. There we go. I love it. <laughs> I, uh, so I, as a DJ, I hate the idea of an encore because that's just everybody yelling one more song. Yeah. And if I am from the era of if you did it right, you leave them with how you wanted to yeah, end the show. Sure. And like, I'll do it like the funny song or whatever. Like I always would keep um, Hold On by Wilson Phillips awesome. in my back pocket. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I'd always do some ridiculous like. This is one of the hardest banging hip hop songs of all time. Yeah. I didn't think you guys were ready for it, but let's hit it. And then Amy Grant and like, don't even come in. Yeah. Like, do, but don't even come in with like the first actual like instrument hit. Let the fade in go. Yeah. Like we're going to get all of baby baby. If we're going to do Amy yes, Grant, exactly. you know, like I'm yeah. the lucky one now. Exactly. That's the, full the extent of my Amy Grant song knowledge. Um, but at a, at a show, I appreciate the we've been playing for two hours and we kind of need to piss and maybe like yeah. slam a beer. Yeah. I'm all there for that. I don't like when we do the elongated like 15 minute yeah. one where everybody just keeps sort of like going through waves That's of tough. cheering and whatever. Um, I've seen a couple of people do it right. Uh, the Foo Fighters, the last Taylor tour that I saw, yeah, they went backstage and then they literally just lit a camera on them with like night vision and they were just standing right around the corner and <laughs> Dave like was like like mouthing like there's no audio but he's like do you guys want one and everybody's like ah. he's like what about two they're like ah like three ah. he's like ten and Taylor's like no and he's like three and I was like ah. and he came back out like that was it was a part of the show it's cute yeah exactly. and that was fun have fun oh, with it. it yeah for sure be creative like, with I it. like that but but honestly like I think at this point I really love the idea. If you, if you're still out there giving a fuck, right? If you're playing the hits, go do your thing. Like we sure. take a quick break. I put a different shirt on. We come back out. We yeah. play three more songs. Yeah. Fine. We all know you're going to come out whether we cheer or not. Like if you're at this point in your career and you can do that, great. I I just really like for bands that are relevant to me right now. I like when you just pick the song that you're going to end on and like walk off. Yeah. There's a, there's a band I actually, I get to see in, in two days from this recording, excuse me, um, punk band called Spanish Love Songs. And uh, they played, so they played an opening set when I saw them last year. They're playing an opening set and fingers crossed this spring they're going to be going on a, their own headlining Sick. tour. But as an opener, you, you can't. Correct. Like, no matter how many people love you, kind of, you can't do it's that. Kind of shitty if you do. And <laughs> yeah. they were the they were the third. But when I saw them last year, they were the third band in a four band bill, and they fucking burned the house down. Yeah, like absolutely 
tore that place up to the point where I think the the actual headliners waited like an extra ten minutes yeah. to go oh, on because yeah, totally. it was crazy. Like shit. And their music is very the lyrics are very brutal. It's it's a lot of really sad shit. And the last song is called Brave Faces Everyone, basically about how I'm barely hanging on, mm. but every day I get up and we try and do this again, and I hope I make it to the end of the day. Brave Faces Everyone. And they did like so there's five guys in the band and one by one as they're playing each instrument uh, each uh instrument walks off stage and it ends with the lead singer just playing his guitar and then he stops playing his guitar and he says brave faces everyone Aww. and he walks off and i was floored yeah and all of the drunk idiots in front of me are like one yeah. more song i'm like no no, no even if they out. had one like you don't totally. come back from that I, you have to end on like that. that that was the bow yeah, yeah that was the bow that was everything you got the most perfect moment yeah right there mm. let it be that i will say i do love the current trend of even in, in big bands of like slowly the members walk away but the oh, band yeah. keeps jamming and then it's down to one instrument and then it's done and again i'm so sorry i'm bringing up the killers one last time here one last time charles but the last time i saw the killers it ends and it's just ronnie venucci the greatest drummer of all time and all of a sudden he's doing another thing that i guess a lot of people do he's like con conducting the crowd yes. and he'll get the left side up and they'll and then he brings him down and he stops them and then you know like he always does he comes up to the mic and he says like you know if you had a good time tell your friends we're the killers yes. Throws his sticks into the crowd and then the show's fucking over like i don't want anything yeah, after that no one else is coming back no. after that okay that right, shit yep. oh uh even pearl jam yeah not this last time but the time before when i saw him they all walked off they were doing they ended with yellow lead better sick and eddie's lyrics are like nobody even knows what the eddie doesn't even know what the fuck absolutely he's not all that matters is that riff from Mike McCready. Yeah. And one by one, what I loved is they didn't walk off stage. They walked to the side of the stage and they all sat down like crisscross applesauce. <laughs> and all of Pearl Jam in their 40s or their <laughs> 50s and early 60s were all just sitting there like kids. Awesome. Watching him do his thing. And he played for like two more minutes Sick. and then just stopped and just did one hand up and walked off. And that was that. I don't Maybe. want anything else after that. Yeah. 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 Like, Charles, where, where are you? I think my challenge with this, and you know, you and I had a conversation about this recently and also some time ago i just the formality of it all for me is the problem yeah i think so okay i'm gonna equate this to wrestling tully blanchard perfect tully blanchard one of the original four horsemen uh, did an interview a couple weeks ago and he had worked with this newer wrestling organization uh, called aew for a few years and he was just talking about some of the things that he doesn't understand about the new generation and he said well when i wrestled you know, when he's wrestling in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, when he wrestled, you would feel the crowd and decide what to do next. Mm. But the people that wrestle in a lot of these indie organizations and, and in companies like AEW, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a script. Everything they're doing is going to happen no matter what. The entire match. Yes, yeah. the, this move is preceded by that move, yep. and then this move, and then that move, and then you run the ropes, and then I, you know, vault you, and then we do a back body drop, and it's all, it's decided with the producer prior right. to the match happening. But they used to call matches not completely on. It used to be an amalgamation of calling it on the fly, and then also like your high spots. So it used to be that they all they had their high spots figured out. The reason they call them high spots is it would be like a big move, like a wow move or two, and then everything else would be happening based on feeling what the crowd is telling the performers in the ring. 
And I feel that way about encores where if it is a formality that they, the band does an encore every night and everybody's ready to go home, but they still do the little song and dance and there's no creative aspect to yeah. it that can drum up interest because we all see it happen and it's no slight on headlining bands. It's just that they're going through the motions sometimes because yeah. they, you know, the, it's the, the 87th show in the last yeah, 91 days. Exactly. If, that's, yeah. if that's the thing they Chuck E. Cheese and I don't begrudge them that, but like, I just don't care for the, this, like I can look at their set list from their tour and know that right. there's 100% yeah. going to be these three songs, mm-hmm. these exact three songs after a three minute break. And it's like, does it really, does it really matter at that point? Yeah. Or is it just a part of the set? It is just a part of the set. It's just that, Again, they, yeah, they go have a, have a piss and take a shot of whiskey or something. Yeah. I would always slam is- the deli meats from the fridge on the ground. That was like my move in, in between <laughs> hand. Just like dramatic effects. <laughs> that last like three slices of turkey, just, it makes such a crazy sound <laughs> on concrete floor. And they're like, all right, let's get back out there, let's you go. motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Like you spiked the meat, bro. Gotta we got to get meat. back out there. Get out there. I, uh, I will throw an addendum on there that I to all my venue people out there if they are going to be done don't leave the lights down for like three or four more minutes yeah, to yeah, make yeah. everybody because they're like i always feel oh, bad yeah. there are like like 18 to like 25 year old people who aren't jaded and fucking right. tired like we are that really believe if they cheer loud enough like they want to yeah. tinkerbell that shit yeah, yeah, if yeah, they totally clap loud just, enough that that their magic will come out. back out yeah. and it makes me so absolutely furious when I watch the fucking light guys just sit there like, uh, uh. <laughs> they know they're not coming back out. They just want to like yeah, make yeah, the, yeah. make the people, make the monkey do the dance yeah, yeah, a little totally, bit longer. Totally. I hate that. Let, let people know. Like yeah. if it's done. movies do it too, if there's no stinger. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You like, know, I got to look on my phone every time. Right. Is like, there a just fucking put the lights back put up. The man. lights up. It's just credits. Yeah, you don't, you you know, know, no you offense don't. to all those fine 9,000 people who worked on the Marvel movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> shout out to all my key, hours, all my key grips, <laughs> yeah. all my gaffers out there. I love you, but the people that give a shit about that are going to stay either way. Yeah. They're not going to yeah. sit around. Like, the people that are hoping that there's, like, a, a mid-credit or an end-credit scene, right. they're just looking at their phones until right. it's time for that. They're and not, like, watching your name go by. And it's not a video game. They don't say, and you, at the end. Yeah. Real teary out at the end of the Yeah. Movie. And Aww. you. And you. <laughs> but, yeah, I, oh, uh, man. You know, we we should. Are we going to do an encore <laughs> for this episode? Encore. Yeah, this encore. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, it's been a, a really good time. <laughs> you all have to yell one really loud in your car. Question. Bunch <laughs> of people just start like applauding on a plane right yeah. now. I just got to hit someone in the face with a drumstick. There you go. Yes. Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> or a candlestick. There's candlesticks behind. Oh you yeah, you got a candelabra <laughs> behind you. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> These are throwing candles. That's what they are. That's right. That's Cheersies. Right. Cheers. 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 Booze. Bing. bing. Mm. God, that's, yeah, that's good. It's peppery, y'all. That's just mm. delightful. I'm, I'm like weirdly. There's more fruit notes coming through. I was literally going to just say that. That's wild. Mm. Did you? Are you? Get, are you? Little bit. As well? I'm a, a little bit. Like I really like papaya. it. Ooh. All right, Beak. Yeah. As one with family, mm. you understand more than a lot of people that you don't always get to pick where you eat. Correct. There are times where it's just we have to get food, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all experience this in some form of their lives. I feel like families are always the easiest conduit to this. 
but you're out with friends, whatever. Like somebody just needs this thing. You end up at a place where you're looking at sort of the same formulaic like American menu. Yeah. What is your what is your go to mm. order? Like that common, you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, that totally. common menu, yeah, 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 exactly. that sort of like diner ass yeah, menu. Fried shit on there. Yeah, maybe like, like a couple. What is, is there one thing where you're like, I don't like any of this, but I know that I'll be fine with. <laughs> I'll that. be fine with this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a chicken tender melt is going to be a no brainer for Oof, me. That's fucking. <laughs> that is my wife's answer, 100 percent of the time. Any, if there's any way, again, I could get some pickled jalapenos on the side, I'll, I'll be okay. Soup is generally, I just go, if there's any sort of soup, I do it. I do the soup. If there's ever French onion or chilaquiles on the menu, I automatically Ooh. get it. French onion soup or chilaquiles, I automatically get it. All right. Okay. Um, but the, yeah. Okay, so just for, for our friends that don't live in the Midwest... A chicken tender melt is going to be <laughs> Texas toast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then fried chicken tenders. Yep. There's going to probably be some like melty, melty pepper cheese. jack cheese. There might be some bacon in there. For There's, sure has to be some bacon. I'm going to ask for extra tomato slices. Melted uh, goddess cheese. There might be some goddess cheese <laughs> on and the then, side. And then for sure, <laughs> another piece of Texas toast on top. There's going to be another piece. It's going to be like a Big Mac of, of Texas toasts. And then are you like, are you a barbecue guy with that? Or are nah, you, like, uh, you know... Or do you just go? Do you just go raw? I really do go dry. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> if they have hot sauce, great. But otherwise, yeah, I'm just gonna go dry. I'm not gonna dip it in ranch or anything. I'm yeah. just maybe ketchup. Me, I don't know, man. I think I just go dry. And then I just get like a huge cherry coke, and we're good. If if because I I am prone to that. That's yeah. not my answer, but I am prone to that. If I go that route. Uh, Barbecue sauce with a few shakes of because those places always have Tabasco. Yeah, they totally. never have like good hot yeah, sauce. Yeah, yeah. But barbecue sauce with a little Tabasco, Tabasco. in there—that's my—that's the that's dipper. Your dipper. Okay. Yeah. All right. How about okay. you guys? Yeah, Charles. What's uh, what's yours? Uh, farmer's breakfast. Ah, Ooh, yeah. it's classic. It's just, you can't fuck it up. You no, can't fuck but it up. farmer's breakfast is completely full of options. I need yeah, you to define just, right. I want this. You, okay. Uh, okay. So I'll give you yeah, what my options are, and it varies depending on my mood. But what I want is sunny side up eggs. Always, always sunny side up eggs because I want to bust the yolks. Yep. And then you kind of get things kind of mixing together. I know not everybody's cool with that, but I love it. Um, hash browns with American cheese on them. Ooh, Ooh one all of right. The only Power things I move. put ketchup on because it's Russell yeah. potatoes. Yep. So I put ketchup on top of that. You pop the eggs. Tabasco on the eggs. Yep. At a greasy spoon always. diner. Yep. And then I want a double meat. I always. Oh. I'd rather get. I would rather not choose between sausage and bacon. Just give me a couple of each even if one ends up being a side and i need toast probably double toast because they you know they give me two pieces of, they yeah, cut yeah, a piece of enough. toast in half and it's just a piece of white bread bro i'm gonna need more toast than that so i'm kind of proud of you on this I like that's this. a power move I like this. across the board do you put, i got a farm all day so. <laughs> <laughs> do you put jam on the toast and then do you no. put the eggs on the jammy toast i don't do the jam because I, I just want all that you just want to soak that stuff up. I want to use yeah. it to soak up. The, yeah. I want I want the eggs to be like properly super runny with the Tabasco, and it's like a. I haven't had this breakfast in so long, and it's kind of a shame because I just love the tradition of it. Yeah. I don't like to get it at a nice breakfast place. Right. I want to get this at a greasy spoon diner. Yep, you're going or to Denny's. Denny's. Yeah, yep. exactly. I and want that flat top so seasoned <laughs> right. that the metal smells more like yes. butter than actual We're butter. It smells like butter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like. Now. Um, Flame Burger here in the Twin Cities. Yeah. Monty's Blue Plate in Madison. Yep. Like places like that where you're like, this, you can smell the seasoning yeah. on the griddle before anything hits it. And they're just dousing everything in so much butter that you, yes. if you look at it, you have to call your cardiologist. Yes, totally. Ideal diner. That's that's what yeah. I'm picturing. Yeah. Like that kind of. Is Bandbox Diner still around over by HCMC? 
I don't. Over in Elliott Park. I think they might have closed. I think, I think they just reopened. Oh, they maybe they have. did. I thought I heard. I, I'm. Don't quote me for if you're a local. Uh, Back in the day, I that was this, they just reopened out of high school. Like that's where we all would go. We'd just go to Bandbox Diner yeah. and just get the Dude. craziest. I mean, we knew a lot of people working there too, but yeah, just butter. Yes, yes, <laughs> and yes. like there's a so there's a tradition to preparing yourself. Yeah. So it hits the plate. And so I got to bust up the eggs. Always. There's a bunch yep. of Tabasco in it. Yep. Make sure it's all like chopped up. Make sure that it's like, I want to say it's like 50% of the, uh, the, the hash browns after I mm-hmm. put a little ketchup on them. Not a lot. Just a little ketchup on them is integrated with the Tabasco E runny eggs. Yep. And then the it other has half to look, you can play with with the yeah. toes. It has to look like a like a graphic of an oil spill. Totally, you're moving where the yolk is just the toes, yeah. The, the yolk is just like slowly yes. getting everything. Can yep. I say something controversial? Please. I think I'm done with potatoes. I think they're just fucking boring, and I don't need them anymore, except for mashed potatoes. Otherwise, okay. I think I'm good. It's good I'm just going to get. Doesn't listen to half the episodes because she'd be very <laughs> mad at you. We, we call her the Tater Gator. For I a need reason. to be brought back into the fold, but I just yeah. am truly every time I get them, I'm like, done. I don't need them. I don't need them. I don't need the hash browns or the American fries or even fries yeah. half the time. Okay, okay. I, I would hash browns. I would argue with are, are still a valid point yeah. in my life, and. I, I will agree with you that I have almost graduated past mashed potatoes in like Thanksgiving and, and mm. Christmas stuff mm. where I'll just go gravy on stuffing and yeah. skip the potatoes yeah. entirely. But mm. I know people, I like we, we love our potatoes and they keep, they've kept a lot of us alive for yeah. many, many generations. So I get it. I but I'm just, yeah. I'm struggling at, at 41. I'm struggling to continue to eat potatoes. I don't like, and we, Recently, someone was talking about like the burger I, proposition. Right. I very rarely prefer them. Bad potatoes are just bad. Yep. I don't want a baked potato. Nope. Don't give me a baked potato. Get out of here. Uh, I don't want bad mash. Yeah. Like if it's not laden with butter and smooth and it's either gone through a tammy or a mill or a, or a ricer or something. If it's just like bad, lumpy, no seasoning, no butter, no cream. Mash, no, I don't want that. It's just pureed shit potatoes i have to and like bad fries bad soggy fries yeah get no, out of thank here you. no absolutely not that. um yeah. i i have to eat my own words here uh literally three weeks ago <clears throat> i was waiting for somebody at a restaurant and i was dying of hunger and i was way out in the suburbs and i had i had i had i had panic ordered <laughs> something that wasn't in my wheelhouse <laughs> on the boring menu and you guys, I fucked up some potato skins, and they were so goddamn good. Oh, you loved it. Oh, my God. They were you so good. It. You I loved like it. potato skins more than a baked potato. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel All like right. I have I to like eat it. my, yeah, like, yeah, 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 no. fuck potatoes. And there's exceptions to every rule here, but I'm yeah, just but in that general, was, I think we overdo oof. it a little bit with the potatoes. It's very true. I mean, now, that said, nothing. I don't need potato skins for another year. Yeah, you're good. But, mm. oh, man. You did you're it. You're good on that. Who didn't go here? Ben, did you? Yeah, no, I did not. So I... The reason I wanted to ask this question is because, again, much like I was talking about, like never knowing that I was like a Killers fan, I I never think of myself as like a proponent of club sandwiches. Oh, but, yeah. But when I when I show up somewhere, answer. if there's a good soup, yes, that is a hundred percent what I'm doing because a good club sandwich and a bad club sandwich, those two are very close. Yeah, there's they're always sort yeah. of like it's like a C plus or a C minus. Totally. You're never really going to get like a horrible one. Yeah. Where with a lot of these other things, I feel like you can. You, you can really get like something up. where I'm like, I hate everything about this. <laughs> so I take said club sandwich. I pull the middle bread out Ooh. because it's easier to just oh. do that than try and ask people. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want the middle oh. bread. And then you make a big ass sandwich. The only reason I do it is if 
if there's a good soup. Yeah. I don't want fries. I don't want chips. I don't want. And then, it's, and then we're we, just, we go Dunkin'. Yeah, we're Dunkin'. Straight up Dunkin'. I love Wait, it. Wait, so what do you do with the Limp Biscuit? Just Ooh. leave it on the side of the plate. Yeah, that's how discard, it. It. discard it. Okay. Feed it to a bird. Or just stare somebody down and be like, you have to eat this. Charles <laughs> is like, I want that. I want that extra choke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's got, a, got a little bit of ham and turkey slime on it. I mean, totally. I'm sure there's some flavor in there. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's like, not, the yeah, lettuce no. is so wet that it's, it turned to the green. Kind it, of. There's also a little bit of me, I will admit, something else I've never said on the show. There's a little bit of me that's like, look what I did. I didn't eat the fucking bread. Yeah, I did. Now it's kind of healthy. Like, <laughs> exactly. look, at, look at me go. Uh-huh. I did it. Yeah. I had a uh, a bag of salad tonight for dinner before I came over here, but then I immediately ate like some French onion dip that my daughter had made and just like shoved a bunch of like lays in my mouth. So, but I had that salad. Balance. You had the salad. <laughs> I had the salad. You got roughage. Exactly. You got stuff moving. Exactly. Like, listen, we're all just we're we're all just trying to give ourselves a little kindness. Yes, that's exactly all we're doing. Right. Exactly. You know, we're in progress. Yeah. Hey, guess what? It's still better than if I had kept that bread in that's there. Right. That's but right. But I also I hate. I, I we, we've talked about this before. I also am not a proponent of like Big Macs or Whoppers. Sure, the Big Mac. I I finally I had never eaten one. I finally ate one in my early thirties. Wow! And I was like, this is so dumb. Yeah. Like, why do we this this whole fucking middle slice the middle section is over? Get out of there! Like, um, I don't I don't need that in there. So maybe that's same rules apply. But yeah, yeah. that's that's it. Like, give me chicken noodle soup. Yeah, give, give me this tomato soup. Sandwich. Give me chicken wild rice soup. I don't care. I'm fucking split P. I'm dunking. Uh, yeah, just hit that. That's my that's my fucking dream. Smart answer. Super smart. Cheers. Call that the carrot cake proposition, where you eat something healthy and then you eat something terrible. Yeah, (laughs) there's carrots in it. Yeah, this is fine. Healthy. It's fine. All right, B. Yeah. Name something that should be free but isn't. Ooh. Um, (laughs) I mean. I think health insurance is the. Yeah, <laughs> you, go, yeah you can go deep and go the, shallow. But um, <laughs> I'll just name some things that I think are drastically overpriced, even though I have no concept of like the money it costs to make them. Okay. Candles. I think candles should be $2 a piece, no matter what they smell like and what goes into them. Oh, free? Do you think there should be free candles? I mean, I'd love it if there were free candles because I do have a kind of a candle addiction. I keep those shits burning free at candles. my house. <laughs> I think they should be free. I think candles should be free. That's my answer. I love that. Free candles. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, after health insurance. Let's all have health insurance. Yeah. But <laughs> Health insurance. And candles. Then candles. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, We'd light less of them if less people died. That's oh, right. Hey, deep. Shout out. Damn. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> and that's our show, folks. I mean, yeah, of course. Like, health care and then, like, education. Sure. Like I, I wish seeing my friends uh, in Europe who just like kept going back and trying different things in school to figure out like what fit them as they grew into yeah. actual yeah, yeah. adults. Because fucking Lord knows I was nowhere near an adult at eighteen. I I wish that was a yeah. thing. But when um, Charles, when you sent this to me, the thing that I kept coming back to, and there would be, this is completely unfeasible. This is untenable in the real world. But if we're going perfect utopia in this, I wish that everyone's first experience of something could be free. So if you've never been to a concert, oh, like your first one's free. Your first one's free. Like the so drug that, pusher on the corners, right? Like tester's right. Free. Like give you a little tester. I mean, <laughs> yeah, honestly, that was what I was thinking of. I had I had Ice Cube in my head. 
Uh, I like so this. So like government subsidized make a wish kind of. Yeah, shit. yeah basically. Great. What do you want to do for your 18th birthday? Yeah, Because totally. yeah. here's the thing, I I think the, this is very much a person who's been going to therapy in his 40s and it. has experienced a lot of loss. I think that we weigh out the most magical experiences we can get by whether or not it's a smart use of money, Mm, by whether or not we're giving up too much to try it. Mm. I think that if you put a barrier up, even if money is a one foot barrier, it's still something that you have to step over. And depending on where you're at, sometimes that like six inch barrier for one person is a 60 foot barrier for somebody else. thousand percent. And I the bottles again. What's that? They were talking about 1942. Yes, yes. So sometimes it's a Tres Generaciones, yeah. but sometimes it's a Don Julio 1942. It's it's hot. It's I I I see. All right, this is it's sad that this is where my head went, but there's a a, a really wonderful human who uh, I'm I'm just going to call K for uh, to, so not to out them who um, I had I had a free ticket to a concert. And they reached out to me on Facebook and said, I really want to go, but I don't have any money. And I said, I, I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll just give you the ticket. Sure. I want somebody to use this ticket that wants to see the show. The I don't care part got me for a second there. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck off. Pay the face value. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Pay yeah. up, motherfucker. Yeah, you were like, no, okay, let's go. Like, yeah. I was like, please don't let that be a thing. But they also didn't have a car and like the idea of cabbing down sure. and then not being able to buy anything. And I was like, I honestly, like if you come to the show, I'll like, I'll take care of you. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get you hammered, Sure, but like, sure. you know, if you want to come this, down and like, like this is you know, what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and, they, and they still ended up not coming. Yeah. And that's, it sat with me. Yeah, totally. For weeks, like thinking about, I don't, like that's like you were saying, like that's that's the closest thing I have to church. That is what makes my like air come into my lungs all the way. Yeah. Is getting to see live music from the biggest, biggest show to the tiniest little like seventh street entry, like a hundred people at a coffee shop. Yeah. That's that's it for me. And then I think about like Charles, all the experiences that we've had of like eating these amazing meals. I know for a, like I have people reach out and be like I don't I could never afford that. And I'm like, well, a sometimes this isn't expen- as as expensive as you think it might be. Mm-hmm. But also like we're fortunate that people take care of stuff. Yeah, it gets like, up, you know, whatever. like yeah, totally. what, whatever it may be, but I also have I'm at a place in my life where I'm I'm doing pretty well and that's what I want to focus on, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like, free stuff cuz they charge me double. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Right. Beard, but, but again, <laughs> you get the beard compliments so you could pay exactly. for it, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> uh but that's I I I really I think again, this is completely untenable, but I think we would have a really beautiful world if everybody didn't have to think about money the first time they wanted to, if they were interested in something yeah. like even playing an instrument, like, sure. Totally. Am I, am I crazy? Like, did you start with saxophone? I did. You're not crazy, but think about like I did too, right? Alto. So think about like, that was a, that was a pretty big hurdle that like my mom and I had to talk about. Like I had to promise her that I would like stay in it for two years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cause that was a huge financial commitment. Totally. I know for a fact that there were some kids that didn't join band because they, yeah. they couldn't get there. Yeah. Right. 
that experience, I, f- I found out that saxophone wasn't going to be my thing because I like singing along with stuff too much. Yeah, so sure. I wanted to do a thing where my mouth could do other sure, things. Sure. Wink. <laughs> totally. <clears throat> but like, I got to figure that out because of that. Yeah. And I think it would be a really, like if I could grant a wish for every, it would be like f- the first time, whatever you want to try. If you've never tried it, like that's on the house. Yeah. Everything is taken care of. Like, go see if that's your thing. And then you can decide, like, oh, my God, that spoke to me. Yeah. Or, nope, that's definitely that not it. You know? Yeah. That's, if I could piggyback. Please do. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, like, give it, like, my own contextualization. Yeah. We all know how enriched people become as human beings when they travel. Yeah, totally. What if we could get like U.S. federal government subsidized international trips. I'm telling just you. So that obviously, they don't want that. Like, right. I'm not going to get really into it. They don't want that. But sure. what if we could get that? What if you could go to, I don't know, Spain, Mexico. Yeah, everyone gets Portugal, a free trip. Yep. Uh, South Korea, like Bangkok. I don't just you pick a destination. And when you, let's say, come of age when you're 18, you can have what we can, what we can classify it as educational. Yeah. But because of what it does to people, and we know this, that once people have that experience where they see other cultures are derivative of ours in many ways, in there, the most important way is that people are people everywhere. People smile and laugh and cry yeah. and eat yeah, and yeah, drink yeah. and shit and sleep. Mm-hmm. And when we realize that about one another, because one another is the entire human race, yep. it connects us where we stop thinking of other people as the other. That would be, that'd be huge. That would be huge if be we huge. could do that. I love that. It's totally. <clears throat> like I've I mean, I've I've talked about it on the show before. <clears throat> I am I as an only child growing up with a dad who was gone and a mom who was working all the time, I I didn't have anyone to like help me understand like the world. Yeah. Everything yeah, I was yeah. the main character in everything yeah, because totally. that was how I experienced everything. And I will forever give my mother credit because every dime that she could scrape to save she spent on us traveling so that I could understand that the world is so much bigger than I could ever dream, but also so much smaller where everywhere we went, we met people, we saw things and like we (laughs) side note years ago, we had a cooking party and we were playing drinking Jenga Oh, and we decided everybody could take 10 tiles and write whatever they wanted on them. And then when you pulled the tile, awesome. you also had to do the thing on there. Yeah, yeah. And one of my friends just wrote, like, do an impression of everybody. And when the tile for do an impression of me got pulled, my friend Sam went, you guys got to hear this song. It's my favorite song. Oh, but wait, hold on. But no, the, uh, this other <laughs> song is really good. Also, did you guys know I lived in Norway? <laughs> and he was like, not wrong. But it was because, like, it was because I got to live in another country at a formative time in my life around a bunch of people from myriad countries all over the globe that really helped me understand exactly how myopic my American view was. Yeah. And anything that we could do to help people understand that. Like you can tell the people that bitch about other countries that have never left this country and the people that have gone to other countries and have kind of learned a little bit of perspective. And I, Charles, I could not agree with you more. I like it. So I'm going to piggyback it in another way because it'll be my, my big idea because I got a big idea and I'll just make it quick, but better and free transportation, public transportation. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, yes. Don't, if yes. anyone's listening to this that says we can't afford it, you're wrong. Um, we can afford it. There's a lot of shit that we shouldn't pay for that we do pay for that could easily pay for free and better national transportation yeah. here in the U.S. Uh, it'd be a nice thing anywhere, but some other countries have significantly better mm-hmm. and cheaper print, uh, public transportation than we do. The other idea, technically, this is an even bigger idea, uh, and I'm going to start with this kernel of feminine hygiene products. Mm-hmm. It's not really fair that... Totally. Yes, yes, um, yes, 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 yes. That uh, women have to use products to sustain their health that they have to pay money for. And that's not like, I should go to the doctor to look at this mm-hmm. wart. That's like, I have to do this yep. or I'm going to be in danger. Uh, and so I want to big up places that you see increasingly everywhere around the world, around the country, around the city that are that have like tampons in the bathrooms. Yeah, and stuff. include like, that in all public restrooms. Yeah, yes, for sure. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, well, I love it. And, and even um, in, in some communities, it's not everywhere, but in some communities, um, people that are on assistance can't use WIC or, right. or EBT yeah. to pay for it because it's considered like a luxury or a totally. voluntary it's thing. So How is that fucking possible? Unbelievable. Until you look at who's in Congress yeah, and you're like, totally, oh, totally. weird. Bunch of old rich white men, yet again. So to expand that kernel, yeah. to pop that kernel, okay. uh, I've been seeing a lot of stores just like, basic necessity stores that have these like insane locking shelves for basic human necessities like toilet paper, soap, things like that. Because these multi, multi tens of billion dollar a year profiting companies can't have somebody walk out with a four pack of Charmin because who would do that unless they had to do it? And a friend was a friend posted about this a month ago, and I remarked that if I was the CEO of one of these corporations who are making tens of millions of dollars a year, I would put up a sign that says, I wouldn't have these big locking shelves, which are also expensive, and you get the labor of people unlocking them, and people who walk away because they're like, I'm not going to wait for someone for 10 minutes to get a bar of soap. I would put up a sign that says, if you really need something, please let us know. And we will provide it for you at the expense of the company. Yes, that costs the company money. But the goodwill involved in that, firstly, would be massive for PR. Secondly, when you're asking me to round up, ask me to round up for that and I'll round yeah. up every motherfucker. Fucking show. right. Sure. I don't think it's fair. And I know a lot of people who are listening to this are going to say, life's not fair. You know, you got to... Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. We don't all we don't all have the same pretenses that we were raised under. We didn't all have the same material roof over our heads. And a lot of people are struggling. A lot, a lot, a lot of people are struggling. If you take umbrage with the idea that someone should get free tampons, free soap, free toilet paper, a free toothbrush, we are not gonna be friends. And I just I would prefer to live in a world where everything that we discussed being free could be free because it can be. We don't can need I, stealth bombers. Can I poke in with one side thing? Because I, I, as we're running into election season again, the fucking bootstraps metaphor just keeps coming up. I, I want everybody, please listen to me. That metaphor exists in sarcasm. 
the point of it is you're literally not able right. to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. That's why it exists. It's futile yeah. to say that you can yank on your own boot and somehow get higher. That's the, the original point of that. And certain groups in this country have taken that as like, well, the only, like, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps, so I don't I understand why these people can't. And if you actually take that at face value, it's hilarious because it's them telling on themselves. Yeah, yeah Like yeah, yeah. I didn't do shit to help myself <laughs> and I'm rich. I don't understand why you people aren't rich. Sure. Like that's, that's the actual origin Love of it. that. Love and it. it makes me so fucking mad <laughs> that it's just accepted. Like same thing with, oops, I, I, I don't want to de uh -oh. detract from the point. I'll just get mad about metaphors, nope, yeah, but, yeah, but it's that it's a thing. And, and it's again, just another facet of that where we're teaching people that somehow if you can't afford those necessities that you're lesser and it's because we've built a lesser society. We've built a society where it's okay to think that you're weak. If you can't afford these necessities that we keep raising the price of. Right. right. And that's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, you're preserving it. It's not easy to ask for something that you need, but at least you preserve some dignity to give someone the option. Yeah. Right. And it's, I'd like to piggyback on that idea and just say that water parks should be free because if a regular city park is free, let's make the water parks Locked free. <laughs> okay. I'm in. Because everyone awesome. loves water parks. They cost a fuck ton of money. I know water's not cheap, but let's just give it to everybody. Let's I have fun. My pass. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's not... That's no, you don't not like them. You don't like them. No. No. no water sports. Okay, no water sports for Charles. Fair. Except for drinking this. Okay. Hey. Hey going down like Wait. water, am I right? Hey. All right. Man, Charles, thank you for taking that deeper. I, 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 I got excited about like my existential thing of like, I think it would be cool to just have anybody know that like anything they think might bring them joy is first. But you're taking care of people like where they don't have to worry about like their necessities go, at home. Go in any direction. Yeah, yeah I like you know, it. And I said candles. Yeah. Which <laughs> also legit. Say, we always say you can answer any right. given question right. in a different way. On any we also day. had a lot of time to think about this. <laughs> right. and you got this like sprung on you, and then you didn't have any idea where we were going. Like that's always like the funny thing is like if we get if Charles or I get super deep in a question, and you can see the the, the guest be like, like "What the fuck, I always got to go first. That's some weak tea right there." Yeah, but I go shallow a lot too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. No, we like mix it up. We mix it up. Sometimes I'm the third in the order, and I'm just like. Beer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> sure. Something perfunctory. Uh, oh, yeah, you're up again, back to yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, diners have been dining earlier and earlier. This is sort of like a oh, fascinating yes. trend, and I think that it was the, the linchpin in that was the pandemic and, mm -hmm. and, you know, access to dining and things like that where people reset and are not quite as accustomed to nightlife, yep. so they like to dine earlier so my question for you is are you an early bird diner or are you like a euro style diner and you like to dine out late i'm so early that it is borderline my my supper is borderline lunch these days yeah. <laughs> i love nothing more than me and my girlfriend to get like a 445 <laughs> reservation for yeah. dinner and dinner and drinks and we're out of there by like 6 15 and yeah. maybe go snuggle watch a movie or something like i love it i love it i think it's the best 
That's like it's <laughs> it's happening so much more commonly now. And I think restaurants are having difficulty adapting. Yep. I know chefs and restaurateurs that have taken arms with it told me about this or they post on social media about it, how they're just like astonished. Yeah. That their books at that four PM hour are more full than the books at the eight PM hour. And that was unheard of. Totally. For a sure. long time. Do you are you getting up earlier? I mean, I'm an early, yeah, I'm an early riser. So I get up at like six o'clock, five forty-five. Sure. So I'm, I'm also like, yeah, okay. my whole schedule is just not as late as it used to be. So yeah. we, we talk a lot about sleep on this show. Yeah. Like, what is your ideal bedtime then? If you're getting up at like five forty-five, yeah, I try to be like winding down around ten. I'm still on this like, let's try our hardest to get eight hours. That'd be okay. great. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I am, I am not up for most of the shit. <laughs> Turns out, <It's> so. <laughs> You do dinner. You do like like a four forty five five o'clock. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I also have three kids, so I make dinner at like five. You know, we yeah. eat at five thirty, so I'm accustomed yeah. to this earlier thing. But yeah, I go out, and you know, I might not, I might skip lunch. I might, but I just love the idea of like the night's still young. Like I don't want to eat dinner, and then all of a sudden it's ten o'clock, and like oh, I guess we're gonna call it. Like I want to, mm-hmm. I want to still feel like oh, now there's some other cool stuff we yeah. can do, even if that is just like yeah. watching a movie on the couch or whatever. So I enjoy. I enjoy the the early side of things. Okay. And also, it's a lot, well, it has been for me at least a lot easier to get those reservations. Although, as you mentioned, this trend, that might, that might change for me. They're coming for you. That'll be disappointing. If it's just absolutely packed and there's a line out the door, I might switch it up a little bit. Do you ever dine late? Traveling or anything? Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, I say that. I used to. I don't know. I was in, I was just, I'm just back from uh, the island of Holbosch. Uh, by the Yucatan Peninsula, and even then we were, you know, we were like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll stay out later or whatever." And it's still, it was six o'clock. You know, like the the eight thirty reservation that I had made at like six o'clock. I was like, "Should we just get dinner at this place and I'll cancel the reservation?" She's like, "Yeah, let's do it." I'm like, "Okay, that's better." So I feel like like warm weather vacations do that to you yeah. though, because like you're out in the sun and like let's All face day. it. We don't, we don't, we don't, even in the summer, we don't get that much sun around no, here. Totally. So you're out there and you just get wiped easier. Yeah. And especially if you're like out in the water totally. doing stuff or you're hiking, like yes. it, it takes more it out gets, of you. It gets to you. Um, yeah. So no, I rarely do it. I, I'll go out and like drink all night. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's rare that I'm like, yeah, let's set up that like nine thirty dinner or whatever. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll meet you for, sure. we'll, we can make a crawl out of it, but it, it'll be like some. Some apps at some point. That's about it. A slice <laughs> yeah. of pizza, maybe. Just a, a quick nosh. Yeah. Something tells me though that Charles and and Kwame, you guys might be later eaters. Oh yeah, I'm the I'm <laughs> I'm getting worse. Oh really? Yeah. So uh, I a few months ago, uh, as we talked about before we started recording, I I switched my career up a little bit, and uh, it's just it, it's a crazier, fuller day. I've never uh, I, I I work for a corporation now. I've never had this many coworkers. Yeah. And there's there's always somebody who needs help with something. Yeah. So I used to be able to kind of like finish my day up around like four thirty or five. And now it's usually like closer to six yeah. that I'm winding up and I'm still the one who cooks. Yeah. So sure. if I got to hit the grocery store and then I got to get there, like we're looking at like a seven thirty eight o'clock yeah. dinner and I'm totally fine with that because I love, I love like the, that final coast down. Like when I get home, pants off like yeah. if i'm gonna start cooking like we're throwing pj pants on yeah. and basketball shorts or whatever i'm home i'm good yeah i'm gonna eat food and then i'll throw something on that i want to watch or i'll throw something on in the background and then i'll just read a bunch of insane sure. shit on the internet sure. like, whatever sure. whatever weird rabbit hole i want to go down 
I've, I've, God, the last like week, I've looked at my browser history and I'm like, I look like a crazy person <laughs> because I like hyperfixate on something I don't know and then I want to learn more about sure. it. Lately, it's been weird things that are happening in space. <laughs> and I'm like obsessed with it uh, because I, I admit, like outside of the solar system, I haven't, I don't really know a whole lot. And not a clue. guess what, guys? It's infinite. No, and there's all kinds of weird shit <laughs> that like keeps happening. Couple things out there. Couple yeah, two, couple, things. couple, two, three. Yeah, and it's just like. All right. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm on, like, a subreddit with, like, oh, God. literally, like, people from the... Space deniers? The lar- no, on oh. the other way. <laughs> I'm on the, the ones with, like, the the science, the the quantum physicists at the oh, lar- large, yeah. uh, the, at CERN, yeah. the Large Hadron Collider. Um, I was on another subreddit, and there were, like, five NASA scientists that were all going back yeah. and forth. And then, of course, like, in the middle of it, it's like, are you sure, bro? And I'm like, hey, like, Jimmy6969, <laughs> maybe sit this one out. Uh, but it's fascinating because like one of the things that I love about the internet is it's, it's eliminated all the barriers sometimes to me literally getting to hear directly from a scientist. Totally. You know, like 20, 25 years ago, you gotta go on Reddit to to hear what NASA scientists say. And like, they can just speak freely and it's not even like the spokesman. It's like, I've been working at CERN for the last five years uh, I'm Italian, so I apologize if my English isn't good. But here's how I feel wow. about the possibilities. There's a there's a void in space that's like 80 light years across where there's just nothing. Yeah. There's no galaxies. There's no stars. There's no anything. I just am like, what? Wh- why? <laughs> and these guys are all like, they're all writing out their theories. And they're like, Crazy. we don't know, but this is what I think. Yeah. And then another guy's like, this is what I think. And then a third guy is like, I don't really know, but what if it's this? And I'm just like, ooh, that's fun. Were you Amazing. reading? Have you been reading about the value of antimatter? Yes, and the weight and all of the principles Most involved. Valuable material air quotes on Earth. Correct. Seven hundred trillion dollars per gram. Yep. I don't even know what it is. It, it, we, <laughs> we really don't either. Uh, they they found a, a basically like a planet esque thing that is there, there's like quadrillion gallons of water on it mm. and that's what our our beams are telling us and yeah. i'm just like well that's fascinating i mean yeah. i don't know how much it would cost to go fetch it but like it. hey there's quadrillion gallons totally. of water somewhere there. else like it's all right there. fascinated by all that shit yeah yeah and that's like my like i get done with dinner do the dishes clean up sit and then i'm like all right I got like two to three hours. Before. Eleven hours later. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Every time it's the 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 SpongeBob like yeah. a few days later. Yeah. Uh, Those but are the best red holes to go down. Yeah, I love like, that shit. Yeah. You want you want to talk about water? Not only did dinosaurs drink every drop of water that you're drinking now. You're drinking water from outer space. This shit did not Mm-mm. was not derived on this rock. You got space juice. Wow. It got blasted wow. here by mm-hmm. asteroids. Like all of that stuff is is fascinating. I'm I've been since I was a kid. I've been obsessed with octopi, octopuses. Yeah, you want to say it? Perfect. Uh, <laughs> and like like again, uh, there's there was a, a question posited. Uh, what amazes you that most people like don't get? And uh, I think it was a oceanographer like posted like octopi have like one third of their DNA is not of this planet and mm. nobody gives a shit about that. Yeah, and I was like, right. what yeah. A, man. 
And like 300 <laughs> comments later, yeah, of course, there's a bunch of people like, well, Jesus made everything. And you're like, ah, no, no, no. But then there, there were a bunch of people that, that are like. I regret eating the most? Cause I'm like, they're going to get me one day. Well, <laughs> it's, it's almost like, it's almost like that's my, like back in, 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 in the olden times before TV and radio and everything, when everybody would retire to the salon oh, and yeah. then like have discussions while drinking. We always want to pretend that they were the most brilliant topics ever. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. weren't. It was just a bunch of people talking shit it's and smoking. Wasted. But that's also kind of what I've a hundred years later have circled back around on. Yeah, totally. And like that's my favorite thing. You know, my wife is usually up at like five forty five or six. Yeah. So she's in bed oh, by yeah. nine, nine thirty. Yeah. And sometimes I'll go to bed, but sometimes I'm like, I'm just gonna give myself a couple hours yeah, of quiet. That's a you time, and baby. that's that's when I just let my brain run free. And I love, I love that little combo yeah. of like full belly. Yeah. I don't want to do anything. I want, I want to just like chill and then like learn something. I love it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm an earlier diner now. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. a convert. There's a number. Well, there's a number of reasons for it. Cause I do like, okay. I like a full course meal, especially traveling or hosting sure. or like dinner parties, that kind of thing. If I'm in France, yeah, man. Like I want to be sitting out on, the the street at a two person table with my wife and just like noshing with our phones put away for a very disturbingly long period of time. Sure. But now it is part I think the discovery of what you were saying, Beak, that there is more to be found in our adventures this evening than just the dining part of the equation. Uh, so I I'm not opposed to having a five PM, six PM, six thirty PM dinner, letting that last for a couple hours, and then figuring out where we want to get drinks, things yeah. of that nature. The uglier part of it, the aging part of it, is my body doesn't respond well to eating at the end of the night. Totally. Especially if it's a rich meal, like a celebratory meal. We went to um, Murray's Steakhouse and did a staycation. Uh, did you call it steakcation? We did. You I did. did. Yes. You did. Of course you did. <laughs> and... That's like a very rich meal. You know, we did the um, shrimp cocktail and their famous butter knife steak. Oh, it's just phenomenal. It is sliced table side. This is an ancient, this is an old incredible. steakhouse. And then all the sides, we each got like the bubbling little crock of uh, potatoes yep. and um, a couple sides like eat. mushrooms. So that's... <laughs> That That's because it's mostly oh, cheese. Like that. It's mostly like cheese that. with a little <laughs> potato just for texture. <laughs> Bubbling gratin. Totally. It's so good. And then, you know, I had a bottle of Cote de Rhone and we just gorged ourselves. And I'm glad it was early because it enabled us to figure out like what to do with the rest of our evening. Because if I do that, if we, if our reservation is like 845 and then we have that meal over the next 90 to 120 minutes. Yeah. And then we... You know, walk back with hands on belly to see the hotel room. Like, not only are we TFTF, which we mentioned last episode, but also I can't. We're too I, full to fuck. There it is. Yeah. yeah. My man. Oh, yeah. Man, no, you just leave it and hanging. Oh, sorry. No, you got to do that so, in the morning. That's what the morning time is for. Also, the, the, the TFTF, yeah. then when you reached out for the high five and it didn't happen, I was like, oh, no. There's always one person that wasn't TFTF and the other person was. No, I think, well, I don't know. It depends. Your mileage will vary. Maybe. But something like that, not, not only is there no romantic stuff happening, but. 
bro, I got to sit up for a while. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm going to have to, like, sit in the cuck chair in the hotel and watch TV for, like, two <laughs> yeah. hours. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I have not I will never, ever that. tell you the image that just popped I've into my head. I've never heard that term, and I immediately uh, understood it. Seen too, much, <laughs> seen too much porn in my day. That's the name of the chair. That's the name of the chair. That's the name of the chair, y'all. But, yeah, so I'll be up watching wrestling while my... Wife is sleeping because I'm like, dude, if I go flat right now, I'm going to wake up at 3 a.m. feeling yeah. like shit. Yeah. yeah. And that's a that's a part of aging. So that's the uglier side of it. But like what we did is we had the earlier dinner and we got back to our room. They erroneously thought we were there for our anniversary. They left us a bottle of uh, Prosecco yeah. and a slice of cheesecake. And it said like, hey, thanks for staying with us yeah. on this special day. I was like, I want now, but I'm drinking this shit. Yeah, exactly. And so we got to just like casually digest, drink some bobs. That's that is preferred now to having like the late night dinner. But yes, Amanda, when traveling, it's nice to have those long meals where you're totally. out late at night, totally. yeah. or you're like noshing as you adventure and you just sort of end up cumulatively having a meal by midnight. I did like when Charles, when we were in New York and a little bit in Nashville too. I did like that we did like an earlier like dinner, mm-hmm. and then we would there was always like a late night snack involved. Yeah. There's a second dinner. That's yeah. I mean, right. a slice at the end of the night is nothing. There's nothing better because the TF Absolutely. doesn't matter that much if there's not another TF right. afterwards. <laughs> right. So it's kind of the benefit of traveling yeah. with like a homie. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah that like that's that's fun. I I would say on vacation I, everything shifts earlier for me. Yeah. I'm just saying in my normal life, yeah. like, yeah, we're we're absolutely like a 7, 7.30 dinner, people. I dig it. Yeah. If I could do it earlier, I would, but I just, I can't figure out how to slide my day. Yeah, no, I'm, we're the kids, same. Yeah, kids, days, kids did that to me. I would have had a much later thing. Well, and that's that's also like, when there's children involved, it's just a different scale of like we need to get nutrients into you. Yeah. Whereas I'm I'm trying desperately to like cook everything from scratch. Totally. And so if I'm going to do that, like there's just a certain amount of time that has to be take, given yeah, to it. Yeah. I think dining out is like an entirely different. Process. Correct. I would say Correct. on average we eat dinner between seven thirty and eight thirty, because similarly, you know, I have yeah. a lot of things going on. So does she. Yeah. We don't always know when we're going to be in the same room. So then right. I try to time it so that it makes sense. Yeah. Because I do cook all the meals in our house as well but i want to make Some sure two that fucking cooks over here on this podcast not, let me know when you want to come over Beak. i got you <laughs> I yeah, love it. actually took i took control of the kitchen again uh several months ago because it was like she was 70, cooking some bullshit 30. was she cooking on some bullshit? no it's just <laughs> you know what we do you know what it was is we would we would uh we'd play chicken with the roast chicken we wouldn't define who's cooking dinner, uh, and then it'd be like yeah seven forty five when I finally we finally oh, yeah. communicated. That's with a one recipe another. for divorce, right? And there. we'd be like, "Who's cooking?" Yeah, we that's a problem. Yep. And then we'd be like, "Let's let's order some take." And I, I was like, "I am done doing that shit." Yeah. Like, yeah. let me take the kitchen back. And she's like, "Thank you so much." Yeah. Like, yes, let's do it. So it wasn't a hostile takeover. Everyone was under the same. No, uh, yeah, she was happy. She about was cool it. with it. I mean, yeah. I said like I'm doing this, and then she was like, "Yes, please." Okay, thank you. Thank that's you. I, that's nice. Yeah, I, and again, I I know that if I told Jenny like I just I can't get home, she would totally cook something. I just have this like mm-hmm. I have this evergreen and poor Charles, you've been linked to me for now three plus years doing this. <laughs> I be I have this thing where I'm always over optimistic about when my day will end yeah yeah oh, and yeah. i'm like no, no no i got it and even if it's just if it's the difference of like 25 or 30 yeah. minutes yeah yeah it changes oh, everything yeah. <laughs> absolutely and so you know i'm just like 
we there's lots of leftovers in there. If you tell me that you don't want to wait, like that's okay. Totally. Like, totally. I, that's I get it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I but yeah, I I will forever be a poor estimator of <laughs> the time it will take it's me hard, to complete man. anything. It's hard. <laughs> also squirrel. Like Yeah, you know. totally. Space. You're just thinking about space. Yeah, I'm thinking about space, man. <laughs> God, I, I can't stop, man. It's so. Think about oh, it. my God. The Fermi complex. Like, oh, I'm just boy. stuck in everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Fermi complex. The Fermi. Like, don't get started on Furbies. <laughs> Is that the sound they make? I, I, I just went with, oh, that sounds like a Furby. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, all right. Um, I kind of hate ending on like a serious note, but Beak, I kind of want to like, I want to get deep. Serious. I want to get deep, deep with you on this. Um, or this then. It's, it, you know, it's this time of year. It gets dark a lot earlier uh, for anybody that lives in like a, like a, a Northern or I, I guess an extremely Southern latitude. Uh, it gets dark. We don't get a lot of daylight, you know? And one of the things that's nice is we do get like this sort of holiday season around the end of December where a lot of things are celebrated kind of across cultures mm-hmm. where we are we get we get snow we get colder temperatures everybody bundles up and to me it just screams rom-com <laughs> and, sure and does. specifically related to this sort of holiday season yeah i feel like you're a rom-com guy i love them and i want to know what's what's your favorite yeah. okay. for this season yeah. to hear that. yeah what is your favorite yeah. and like doesn't got to be holiday themed, but you're no, that you like. To but this but in this it season, is, right? That's fair. Okay. But in this season, a <laughs> opening up, and then <laughs> and then has it become a part of a, a ritual? Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, it's one of the only rituals that I have. Is I love the movie Love Actually, and it's been nice. I think it's the best movie ever made. It's been nice. <laughs> Over the years, I think there's more and more people coming over to my side of things. Although I did have a little backlash oh, like a okay. year or two ago where people were like, actually, this movie is garbage. It's getting, it's getting, uh, it's getting more problematic. But it's it's getting more problematic, and I, I can understand that. It's 1% weirder. Like, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. But I love it. Uh, I, that yeah. is... That has been, you know, I, I make brandy ciders and I watch Love Actually every Oh my God, season. I love and brandy I just, cider with love, that. Yeah, and I just love it. I know at this point I know every word and I just still giggle my ass off and Paper Tiger from Doomtree is the same way. He thinks it's the best movie ever too. And so we'll like send each other pictures and videos when we're watching it during our like time oh. on the holidays. Um, I just think it's the best. And I think... More and more, a close second as far as a holiday rom-com is actually the movie called The Holiday. Yes. Have we seen this? Yes. Cameron Diaz, Jack Black, Kate Winslet, and Jude Law. Was that 2007? I think earlier than that. like absolute. 405, somewhere in there? Absolute banger. It's like before Airbnb. It's like (laughs) pre uh, just being able to like rent someone's house out. And Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz swap. Kate Winslet lives in like a really tiny little old cottage in, in England. Well, six. Oh. oh, six. Nice. Cameron Diaz lives in L.A. I was one short without going over. And they swap. They swap places. Yeah, yeah, And it's incredible. And that's uh, also got a holiday theme. So two things. One, shout out to Paper Tiger. You're fucking brilliant. I love, love you. Love him. We love him. Uh, we two, just wrapped Masters. This is, you heard it here first. What? There's a new Paper Tiger solo album on the way. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. That's fucking Anyways, It's a holiday miracle. That's, that's right. Uh, two, have, okay, have you watched the holiday this year? Not this year. When you watch it again, this is this is kind of dark. Yeah, I think Kate Winslet was about to kill herself. 
in real life in in her oh, character in the character in that okay, movie okay okay it's like, when, oh when she first gets introduced okay i think she was thinking about going she was thinking about sylvia suicide. plath wow. on the whole show yeah, there's a whole scene with her at the stove oh and it popped into my brain the last time i watched it You'll and never see it. a couple months ago maybe a month ago uh i was literally talking about it with a friend because that's her favorite movie wow and i was like i wonder if anybody else thinks that i googled it and there are fucking blogs <laughs> like there's of lots theories. of people have thought about this wow okay it kind of reframes it because it makes me like it more yeah because it's, it's also away. literally it's her actually surviving yeah. it and then falling back in love with life not yeah. just the holidays wow man fucking rad heavy-handed but yeah. i like it i like okay, it so so going back to love actually because I, I like charles and i have had this discussion before and i want to involve you in this there's lots of stories in there yeah there's a lot some of them are romantic some of them are a little rough yeah what is there do you have a favorite is there a thread that you love the most man it changes up like i love hugh grant's girlfriend so much and when like she sneaks him into the the high school or the the school play and they get like the the curtains open up and they're kissing and the whole and everyone's just like oh <gasps> that's our prime minister like and it's just so fucking cute and that i love i love when he like um the thing that cracks me up every time is at some point like she walks into the room when she's still working for him and he's all awkward around her and he just like puts his hands up and goes like hi and he like waves his hands like jazz hands and it's the stupidest thing you've ever seen i love that shit uh what else do i love i love so much about it. i love the fucking british guy who thinks he's gonna come to america uh, yeah. and pull all these chicks and he ends up in like wisconsin <laughs> it's playing like rob thomas and then this it's just i love everything about it i love the mariah carey usage of the song that's the that's the one thing that still just gets me every time yeah is like her singing, like the look on that kid's face, oh, like everything about it. It's is, just an absolute banger. The yeah, it's just also Liam Neeson being really Liam sweet and really yeah, just really sad. His wife died, and do we all watch this every holiday season. I mean, I I do. You do. Yeah. I you do so. Yeah, we watch it. Charles, every, you watch it every actually, year. It's I the first. It. I was telling Quam on the way to a bar a couple days ago when we were heading out to have a couple of drinks. That we. it's the f I think it's the first movie that Marine. I made a holiday tradition. Love. We have probably like 10 to 12 movies that we watched during the holiday season. That was the first one. And I think it was because she found out via that that I love rom-coms. Sick. I think she was like, would you watch Love Actually with me? And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I still stand by the fact that it didn't age well. It's not, I, I'm going to say it's not the problem of the film that it's just, it, you couldn't make the same movie today. Correct. You could make a version of the movie Correct. Today. So I, I, since we had that discussion, Charles, yes. I just want to throw this out there. Okay. So I've been working on this in my head because there's lots of things from our eras, like as people who grew up in the 80s. Without question. And there will be from the this era 20 years Correct. from now, right? 40 years from now. The thing that I think I love and I hate the most about Love Actually is that it's aged with us in the fact that 20 years ago it's literally 20 years old yeah. this year yeah 20 years ago i was young enough to think it was super magical in yeah. every single storyline and now it's more real yeah like i 
I will forever. I love Alan Rickman and I love Emma yeah. Thompson. And I love that those two were best friends until the day he died. Yeah. I still hate him for how she cries. Yes. Like With that a, Joni Mitchell yeah. CD in her hands? Yeah. When she has to lie and be like, oh, me. I ate too much ice cream, I'm sick, and then she just goes cries yep. in the bedroom with that Joni Mitchell CD. And then she fucking pushes her tears, <laughs> and she, like, I hate everything about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's a lot. I know a lot more of those stories yeah. in real life. Yeah. Than I do of like uh, bringing your kid to the airport totally. to like chase the yeah, girl down, exactly. you know. With Mister Bean, and, sneaks your kid in, and when you <laughs> when you when you take, when you take like a couple steps back and you look at it as there's a lot of shitty people in the world and a lot of good people do shitty things to each other. Yeah, love actually actually becomes a better cross section of like a a prime minister who has a crush on a beautiful woman but lets the fucking press run with the fact that like she's fat yeah yeah when she just yeah, actually yeah. has real curves yeah and like that's played for jokes how about billy bob thornton as like our george bush yes incredible yes an incredible like, job how the, i want to know how that <laughs> casting meet went like it's so all that shit good. It's, it's so good i love it i love all rom-coms i did just this is going to be like traipsing more into like family com territory, but the new version of Cheaper by the Dozen um, that has Zach Braff and what? Yeah, I don't even I know. Just watched. Wait, it two wait, wait. Ago. But did Zach Braff do the the soundtrack to it? Is it just like really sad, like heart punching, like twee indie music? Thank God, no. Uh, but it is like it's great. I watched it with my kids for the second time, and it's what? great. Wait, what's it on? Uh, no. I think I had to rent it on Amazon, okay. but it's Let's a, it's a, Kenya Barris wrote it. And so it's like, it's super blended family. Like just, it's great. Shout out to that new, new reboot of cheaper by the dozen. Fuck yeah. All right. What do y'all got? Charles. I'm going to daily double, but I'm going to be quick with both. So you, <laughs> you know, why, are, why are you trying to be, why are you trying to be quick with shit? Daily double, stretch it out, baby. These answers the way that I want to because the first one's going to be that yes the greatest holiday movie of all time Bad Santa is a rom-com ooh it's I'm about, with you it's about a bartender with a Santa fetish uh -huh. how they actually fall in love and I fucking love that movie and I think everybody <laughs> should watch it also shout out to my crush on Lauren Graham that only exists in that movie, in that movie but 100% exists in that space mm -hmm. Mr. Santa's wife so yes the that's it. That was probably the second movie that Marnie and I connected on that became Amazing. a part of our collection because she fucking hated it. Yeah. And I think it was because of how much I said it was the greatest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Christmas movie of all yeah. time, where she was like, "No, come on," and she likes you know Turner classic movies and stuff. That's sure. where she was brought up. They like a lot of the classic films, so I think she thought it was sacrilege for me to say that. But we watch it every year, and I think that secretly she loves it. She doesn't say she hates it anymore. She doesn't say she loves it. I think she loves it. But I fucking love that movie. It's, I love dark comedies, and we have so few. Yeah, of them. yeah, don't totally. Get, we don't get many dark comedies, and we don't get many successful dark comedies. Correct. And it is a very successful dark comedy. So Great the only answer. reason I'm being quick is because I want to fill in a new a new one that I really like, and it came out and came out. I think last year or the year no, it was year before, about 2021. It's a, uh, I think it's on Netflix. It's a Jimmy O Yang movie. Uh, it's called. I love him. I don't know this love at hard. all. Love hard. Love hard. Love hard. No. Dude, it's. He's we get, awesome. We get like one or two good rom-coms on streaming, all the streaming services, 
in totality. We get yeah, one yeah, or yeah. two a yeah. year. And two years ago, there was a holiday film about Jimmy O. Yang uh, catfishing this girl, pretending to be a guy who lives in his hometown. I won't go further into it. But she ends up coming to see him, and she hits the fan because he catfished her. But it's really good, and it's really sweet. And it's also the parts that are problematic about some of these movies that didn't age well, it kind of flies in the face of it. Like they... um, they they write to a more modern viewer and it's not clumsy it actually is awesome. very it's very sweet yeah and i i love it i i've watched it i will watch it again this year but i've watched it the last 2 years cuz it's only 2 years old and i would just really recommend it if you're looking for something newer cuz we don't get yeah, do you say you thought it, you thought it was netflix I believe it's Netflix. Okay, all right. Let me. I'll no, I, yeah. Let me answer. I'll check my just watch right. right now. But why don't you tell That's, us about yours? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I had a tough time with this because I. I it is Netflix, by the way. Nice. It is Netflix. Everybody. Perfect. Yeah. Just found it. Okay. I. Uh, I always went with like, I loved the alt, like rom coms. Yeah. Like sure. I would. I would find ways to like shoehorn shit sure. in. Like I. I. 100% have made an impassioned argument over a half an hour about how all of the National Lampoon's movies are rom-coms sure, sure. because it's always about Chevy Chase losing Beverly D'Angelo and then getting her back before she leaves him. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. I, yeah, I believe a, that planes, trains and automobiles is him Great. just trying to get home to his wife. Lovely. Like, you know, like you could, you could push it, but you're like, it doesn't exactly totally. fit the original Ben Stiller where he already had the woman. Correct. And then, Lost her and, <laughs> and then got like, her back. No, yeah. no. And then I'll do crazy shit to get her back. Scrooge is a Christmas sure. Carol plus a love story. And I had a crush on Karen Allen, well. who is fucking amazing. Uh, but I was like, I was sitting at home being like, ah, oh, God, which one of these do I want to do? And then it occurred to me that there is there is one that I've watched an unconscionable amount of times. And I weirdly didn't associate it with the holidays when I first saw it, but then I realized that over the years, I've always ended up watching it around the holidays, and I've never watched it with anybody else. I went and saw it in the theater by myself, Wow! and to this day, I've still never sat with anybody and watched it. It is a movie from the early, late 90s, early 2000s called Serendipity. Yes! John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale, Molly Shannon, Jeremy Piven. Molly Shannon. Unbelievable. Ooh. So it's Go funny because. It's been a while. I feel like it's got to be like 25 years. I don't. Anyway, somewhere in there, 20 to 25 years old. I was very young and I was a very, very like romantic kid. I was a romantic. Everything had to be like all of the epic love and every epic song and like doves had to fly out. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was That was my shit when I was that age. And that the movie, the premise of the movie is basically that these two humans randomly meet trying to buy the last pair of cashmere gloves at fucking like Bloomingdale's in, in New York and they're fighting over it. And eventually they end up spending the whole day together. They have like the most magical day together and in a little bit of like the, the tried and true manic pixie girl, Kate Beckinsale is like, I just believe in fate. And like, we were yeah. we were maybe supposed to meet, or maybe we weren't. Yeah. And she starts putting all these things out there, like, "Well, uh, you write your name on the back of and your number on the back of this five dollar bill, and I'll put my name and number in this book, 
and you spend the $5 bill and I'll sell the book to a bookstore tomorrow. And if we come across these things, then we were meant to, to be, be together. And you're like, yeah, I mean, of That's course you dumb. like, you want fate. <laughs> like when, you know, when like, when life hasn't kicked you in the ass yeah, too yeah, many yeah. times, totally you want fate to just be like, yes, yeah. like show me this amazing romance. And I like the movie because it, that doesn't happen. They go on about their lives and they, they both end up in relationships, but they're still thinking about like this, mm. this day. And Kate Beckinsale's best friend is Molly Shannon. And she is so fucking perfect as the best friend. I love Molly Shannon. She's the best. Unabashedly. Amazing. Like you could flip the roles and I'd be yeah. just as happy. Yeah, yeah, Kate yeah. Beckinsale is gorgeous, but give me Molly Shannon yeah, yeah. any day and I'm falling over myself. John Cusack and Jeremy Piven have been best friends since they were in like junior high in real life. Awesome. And I basically, in my head, when I watch all of their scenes, I imagine there was no script. It's just the two of them just yelling at each other, talking as, (laughs) as you would do. Right. Totally. But watching it now. So, you know, it all builds. And of course, eventually they find each other again and I'll leave it at that spoiler alert from 25 years ago. Whatever. The thing that I love is that now at 44 watching it again, there is a care written into the two friend roles that I didn't register at all. All I cared mm. about, I loved, loved John Cusack yeah. because in the eighties when I was a kid and I didn't know anything about girls say anything sure. and better off dead. Sure. He was my guidepost to like who I wanted to be when yeah. I grew up. And then as I became a quote unquote adult, I had that run of, um, gross point blank, high fidelity, high fidelity yeah. and serendipity. Yeah. And, if you take all three of those movies and you talk to anybody that knew me at 20, 21, 22, it was obvious. I was just trying to be an amalgamation <laughs> of those three characters. John Cusack. For better or worse. I, absolutely. Yeah, for better totally. or worse. And honestly, more for worse sometimes. Sure. Like, I, high, fidelity. high fidelity at the yeah, time, I thought of him as the hero head. Totally. Yeah. until I read like, the book and then I went back and watched it and you're like, oh, yeah. no, I'm just that asshole, yeah. which yeah. I then did to myself. It was sure. like, oh, I am that asshole. Sure. Watching it now, and if anybody saw it in the theaters, if you're listening, go back and watch it now because the care that's put into Jeremy Piven and Molly Shannon is super rare for a movie of that Mm. time. They're both trying to actually be rational. Normally, the friend is like the super over the top. It's either like the super gay friend who's like, just do it, whatever, sister. Or like like sleepless in Seattle. The one who can't stop sobbing because like, I never have anybody and you get everything. Like there's always some clown shit. Mm -hmm. The two of them are actually trying to be the voice of reason. And Molly Shannon is just trying to be nice to her friend, but also be like, babe, you're crazy and maybe you're doing all this snap out of it because you don't love you know where you are or whatever i just want to be here for you i'll do the best i can jeremy piven is supposed to have been in this perfect relationship and while he's helping john cusack do all this it comes out that he's actually in the middle of a divorce and there's a fucking brilliant scene where cusack is like what like i've been so caught up in my own shit i haven't even asked you what's going on in your life why didn't you tell me that? Like, what happened? And he's like, honestly, we forgot about this. Mm, we forgot about sure. the the magic, the insanity. Like, we just we just got bogged down in life and blah. And then there's another fucking great moment where John Cusack sees 
something going on that he thinks is this girl that he's been chasing forever. And she's clearly very happy with, with her fella. And he's like, I thought this was supposed to be perfect. And at the time he's supposed to be getting married like the yeah, next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, totally. And Jeremy Piven just asks like, do you think maybe you're standing here because you don't want to be standing there? Yeah. And they don't play it for a laugh. And then they cut. And that's like, I, I just rewatched it and it kind of fucked me up how much I didn't pay attention to either of these two characters. They were like funny and like they said shit. I remember they were in it, but all I cared about was John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale. And what you have is like two really good real life people trying to anchor the movie for as insane as it is. It's great. And so I was I was talking about this. Love that we're like, talking about serendipity right now. <laughs> like that I'm going in hard. Love it. So so, <laughs> friend of the podcast and and good good homie uh, Abe Popowitz. I was bouncing this off of him because I had never thought about these two side characters, and he pointed out as we've talked about on the show a number of times. Uh, for my fortieth, we rented a chateau in France, and uh, take a shot. Yep. Well, Oh, anytime you drop that? Yep. Soft flex. I'm tagging to the listeners. I, yep. think, I think we're going to make a bingo card when Quam says he's big, when I say I brought this up on the podcast before, when Quam mentions a mention, if I mention French laundry. Yeah. We'll make a whole bingo we'll card. We'll do a whole right? bingo card. <laughs> we okay. put it, we'll put it on a shirt. We'll throw that up. I love it. I love uh, it. But uh, I, I did not know this until, until literally today. Um, the book that John Cusack, or sorry, the book that, Kate Beckinsale puts her name and number in is a hard bound copy of love in the time of cholera. And that was the book that Abe brought with to France and he finished it and signed it and said, if you find this book and you enjoy it, this is my number. Send me a text. And he put it on the bookshelf in no. this fucking castle in France. <laughs> I had no idea, that literally, like sequel to until today, right? <laughs> and and so as he's texting me this, or as we're talking about the story, yeah. it also occurred to me, and this this is no bullshit. Wait, so has anyone texted him yet? Or no, no, nothing. Okay. No, never heard anything. I guarantee you no one, I, I thought all the books were fake. I didn't even know. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. They were real. Someday. Uh, I'll update you on the podcast. I yeah, yeah. If you ever, if it ever happens, that's the guest we want on the podcast. <laughs> but um, you know, like there's there's memories that you have that you just bury deep down. You kind of forget about um, the wildest part. And I, maybe I remembered this when I saw the movie, but with Abe telling me that story, um, my mom and my dad's first date was at a bar that still exists. Well, the right, right next to the U of M. Uh, Stubborn it's called Stubborn Herbs. Oh yeah, and there it's it's changed, but there used to be a huge bookshelf that was on the back wall. Oh yeah, okay. And on their first date, my dad pulled a book out and signed it. Uh, Bob and Liz had a really rad date. I oh shit! I hope you do too. And I spent my early twenties. Every time I would go there, I'd pull one random book yeah. out and look through it. And it kind of fucks me up that I had never put all that together. Yeah. But like what seems like such a, like a dumb MacGuffin yeah. in a rom-com has two different direct ties to totally. my life. One influenced by the movie, one that happened in 1977 Crazy. and was just a thing. And I remember every time I would go to the U and visit somebody, I would make sure Probably. that no matter what we had a drink at yeah. that bar. Yeah. 
and I would just grab a different book every time. Seen on his class for no reason. Yep. You get and the, then you would look through the books. <laughs> I would just. I, I never. I never looked through and, more than one though. I I just wanted oh, you randomly just did one off. Just grabbed one. And then I'd put it back. Oh, man. Because, like, you look like a complete psycho if you're going through <laughs> all of them. Also, I feel like that's a cheat. Like, sure. It, I just, I like the idea of maybe coming across one. I like it. And that had never, it had never occurred to me. But that, it was all sort of tied up Damn, in that dude. whole thing. You're living serendipity. <laughs> I mean, I guess, sort of. <laughs> We're here. Look at us. Oh, Look at us. From, from, from the Polish basketball court. That's right. To the classy confines of the Semple we Mansion. Found, we reconnected. We yes. found each other. She's talking about rom-coms in this dimly lit library. I, I mean, if all we need is like snowflakes snow falling starts. outside. Oh, oh fire also, Kate Beckinsale shows up. Sorry, have to add one more thing for yeah. serendipity as yeah, if yeah. we need one more selling point. Oh, wow. Um, He's still going. This is a review. This yep. is a full ass. Don't, I don't even care. Get mad. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> hey, they know where the fast forward button is. One more thing. Yeah, let's see. It Uh... So there's a, there's certain artists, again, if you didn't have like a guiding post and a, a cool older brother or uncle or aunt, somebody that just was like, here's cool music. Like you sort of have to like, now everybody has the internet, but like back sure, then sure. you had to find somebody yeah, yeah. that had the physical thing yep. to give to you. Another thing that should be free. I did not. Yes, oh, exactly. Go. I did not realize until this rewatching that that's how I found Nick Drake. Ah, uh. There, the song Northern Sky is in that movie, and I remember buying the CD of the soundtrack. After which you is, watched that movie by After I watched it by myself, the I went to Down in the Valley, or maybe oh, Tidal Wave, probably Down in the Valley, bought the CD, <laughs> because that was also where I found out about David Gray, remember yeah. Babylon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the ever forget Babylon? Right? <laughs> um, but there's, there's a Nick Drake song on that record that sounds like it could be from 1971 or sounds like it could be released right now. Northern sky is stunning. And I did not, it's sort of like when you hear, when you see like a comedy again and you're like, Oh, I stole, I thought I came up with that line. I 100% stole it. I thought I had just like found him on my own. Nope. hundred percent. I, as soon as the song came on, I'm like, yep. I remember thinking to myself, I have to go buy the soundtrack just for this song. Wow. And it still fucks me up. Wow. Like it's fucking great. So go go listen to Northern Sky by Nicholas Drake. I'm just gonna watch the entire movie. Also do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'll hear it in there. I made a note. We haven't watched that in a long time, so I don't yeah. think I've ever watched it with Marnie. Pop it on. So it's sweet. Do it. It's just sweet. is that kind of like a Sliding Doors movie type thing? Did you guys watch Sliding yeah, Doors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar concept. Similar, like, oh, how similar could it, concept. What, have, what could it have been? Except they don't. They don't ever give. There's no possibility of them not getting back Got together. It. It's just two people who are about to commit to big romantic things with other people, but are still thinking about yeah. each other. Yeah. Sliding doors is a little, there's a little bit more of it like a little crazy. So yeah, it was a sci-fi thing. Let's cap it off like this. <laughs> love hard is my recommendation. Yeah. Cause everybody's seen love actually, including all of us yep. many times. No and doubt. Probably a lot of our listeners. So love hard is my recommendation. Serendipity is. I love, love it. I love it. Beak. Do you have a rec? Something the new cheaper by the dozen. I yes, think. I'm cheaper. in. Oh, okay, there we go. I'm in. All right, this are our uh, here it is. Has, has anybody seen? I just found out that this was a thing. There was apparently a 20 year reunion of Love Actually that ABC put out. Okay, so there is. All I know is that there is like a nine minute or ten minute sequel to Love Actually that was made for like. It was like a British thing where like the money was going to go towards AIDS research hmm. or something, and okay. it does. I have not been able to find it on the internet so i was told that diane sawyer for abc also did 
something that came out after Thanksgiving. But this I, year. I had with this the year. cast with the living cast. Correct. With the living cast huh. that wow. I had not heard about. So let's right. let's flood the comments with links. Either we we wholly recommend it or <laughs> it's awful <laughs> yeah. and problematic and don't I mean, go Hugh see Grant it. has finally started to make his return to the cinemas. We, uh, <laughs> it's, it took a long time. We, we are we are Schrodinger's re- re- recommendation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's either the best or the worst. Exactly right. Or it could be both. Find, it may or out. may not be problematic or good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, I love it. I just want to go watch movies. This I'm is telling great. you, I love movies. Well, and and if if maybe if you can't watch a movie or if you don't want to have the TV on, the next best fucking thing is throwing on some good tunes. That's right. And so I if we're gonna segue, if we're gonna wrap it's this up, we got to talk about. Can you can you speak to how you and Lady Midnight kind of like met? Yeah, and how this all came together. Yeah, I mean, I so Lady Midnight, an artist who's been uh, in the Twin Cities for years now, and it was it was her debut album. I mean, I I knew her in the scene, and and uh, I remember hearing her debut album um, in the studio because she was kind of bringing it around to play to people before it had been released. Yeah. This is years back. She brought it over, and I was with Ryan, Ols- producer Ryan Olson. We all kind of sat down and listened to it, and I made notes. I do my usual, like, oh, have you thought, you know, just like brainstorming, you know, rollout strategies and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then it came out, and it truly was one of my favorite albums of the year across the board. Not local, not local hip-hop yeah. or local R&B or whatever the fuck. Like, just, I listened to it more than almost any other record that year. And I actually had my own podcast for a very short period of time. And I had her on after the record dropped. And we just talked. And I got to kind of like fanboy out. Um, and we connected over that. I kind of just ended up becoming like a champion of hers um, as just a true fan. And through that, um, started to make – I had a side project called Nightstone, which was like – it was my first – time experimenting with like what would it sound like if i tried to do like french house music mm. i was just really i came it's like the same way that i just started watching seinfeld uh <laughs> i like got into house music like way fucking late and i was like oh but i really like the french house like the super melodic house yeah. like the stuff with tons of melody that has a lot of r&b influence and, and Dude, disco influence yeah. and French House 2.0 was my favorite shit in oh my all God. of electronic music Inc- for years. Incredible. Another yeah. Starbucks drink. Yeah. Incredible. Uh-huh. Incredible. Exactly. Another <laughs> Starbucks drink. Exactly. Uh, but so me and my my friend Ice Tap, who's also a producer, um, we made this project Night Zone. It was our attempt at making music like that with uh, various guest uh, singers and we, Lady Midnight was at the top of my list, and so we got her on it in a in a realm of like I hadn't really heard her do electronic music like that. I, she was a lot more kind of neo soul, soul R and B, a little more traditional. Yeah. She was she she rolled with a lot of the hip hop people that I knew, um, and and it was just like I got chills when she sent the vocals back for the song that's actually Echo Love, which is yeah, on oh, the, that song's on the new record. Rad. So that was like this that's why we included it on this album because that was the beginning of that working relationship. Um and so over the last probably 3 years, we decided because of how incredible that song turned out, me and Ice Step were like we 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 made our pitch. We're like we want to I remember we all sat down at Brasso over lunch. We're like we want to do a whole record with you. Like, I don't know what it is. Is it a Lady Midnight album? Is it, do we call it something else? Whatever. But, but me and Ice Tap wanted to produce it and, and go in that, in that way. And to her credit, she was d- totally down and was like, fuck it, let's do it. And and that's what happened. And three years later, the record's finally out. 
but it's been just such a labor of love for so many years. And it's been something I've been like so immensely proud of and barely anyone had heard it. And you know, you start to get in your own head, like, am I just crazy? Like, but it's very rare that I work on a record for that long where I'm not just sick to fucking death of it by the time it comes out and I never want to hear it again. And I still like release day was just like, God damn, I'm so proud of this one. It's one of my favorite albums I've ever helped to produce. That's awesome. Um, and, and she is like, she's a rising star, but she's still very, you know, it's, it's, we're starting at the bottom here and it's, yeah. it's hard in 2023, 2024 to get noticed no matter how good your music is. Yeah. Um, and we're kind of at that, at that place. So it's like any, any word of mouth, even just you being like, you know, can we play one of your songs at the end of the podcast? Yeah. And I was like, let's play a Lady Midnight song. Like, um, you know, I, I just think she is an incredible artist, not just a, a, a voice, but like a, a lyricist, a, a writer, um, and just has a lot to share with the world. And this record just turned out better than I could have ever imagined. It's all my favorite things. It's like R and B music and techno and house and soul and all that wrapped into like kind of this new, th- it feels new. And as someone who's like, you know, I went on to my, soft flex here but i went on to my like spotify complete playlist where i put anything that's on spotify that i had a hand in producing and it's like almost 700 songs now like i made a lot of songs that's amazing. it's been incredibly gratifying Fuck yeah. it's like the shit to me i love it yeah, um but i've gotten to i've been lucky enough and i've been i've been stupid enough or whatever like uh hard-headed enough to just keep making music all these years and it's not that every time something hits like this it's like this one is a real diamond in the rough for me like this is she's primed like there's a handful of musicians i i personally i'd put her right there with nerdy uh, as people who have such broad appeal that at any instant they could yeah there's something and like become a really big deal and it's been awesome to have so the record came out and kind of in we timed it with uh she's also a friend of dessa and obviously i'm a friend of dessa and and so it was like okay so who we were yeah. Unfamiliar. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you guys went to new york and saw her uh but but so we wanted this record to come out around the same time as dessa's record another album i'd spent the last two to three years working on and so to see those two records come out within the same 30 days and to see those two artists who are dear friends as well perform on stage at first avenue which is like the venue as a kid i always was just like if i could ever just play on that stage you know like it's a lot of dreams coming true there and then orchestra hall right yeah because i rushed over to the side room yeah orchestra hall you perform yeah. with yeah yes. Lady midnight yeah we got to play i was performing with the minnesota orchestra totally that was pretty fun totally and i'm hoping that that's the the seed planted for more work with the orchestra because i think yeah. lady midnight would be amazing in that capacity too but um but yeah so it's just like and then dessa took lady midnight out on her midwest tour so she just got home from that and it's been really cool to kind of watch those two paths converge and um yeah it's just i couldn't be more proud and i i would love it if any of your listeners would give it a chance or check it out it's um it's called uh pursuit and the elusive Mm -hmm. and um it's out on all the streamers you get it wherever the hell you listen to music and lady midnight's the artist and I, i really think it's like i know we have we have um lower capacities to like really give something our full attention but if like if you've got 44 minutes yeah uh front to back front to back burner and it it really is like one of those rare kind of like statement albums it's not just a bunch of singles it is like intended to be listened to front to back and it tells a story so that's literally what i was just gonna say like to all my music heads out there uh I, i love you guys all of you and the fact that 
a lot of people still out there still understand that some artists want to tell a whole story. It is great to track jump, but oh my God, if you take that front to back, it's a full journey. Yeah. Like you feel like I felt like I was in the studio with you all listening to like a full story. Yeah. You know, rather than like watching clips of a movie online, you get to see the whole movie. That's kind of how the album feels. And there, oh my God, there are some slow burns in there that are so great. And then there's some songs like right from the jump. It just hits you over the head. Get you and let's go. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it's a whole ass vibe. I think I said before we started recording, I think I said to you, like it's headphone porn too. Totally. Like it's, I, I, if you have a great system in your car, absolutely do that because that was always my testing ground. But if you have a beautiful set of speakers at home or just a good pair of headphones, Throw it on. Go for a walk. Yeah, uh, I promise your your stride will change <laughs> yeah. as you're walking because of this record. There was a lot of hours and care and meticulousness that went into this. Not just on the production side of things, which is there in the headphones, you'll hear it, but on just the vocal production. And she can, she's similar to Dessa, where it's like you don't just get like a main lead track. Right. It's like there's like 14 of her on every song, and they're doing. Her vocal runs and and the way that she layers in harmonies is is unparalleled. So, Bonkers. holy moly! I just I'm just so happy I even get to connect my name to it. It's like I would have been, I was just such a huge fan of this person, not just of the person, but of the artist. And so to be able to like combine a friendship and a creative partnership, um, and 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 see this as the end result has been like incredibly gratifying. So. Listen to that. Love and it. And watch Serendipity, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, we we talked about it. You, yeah. I, I threw you some ideas. You threw some back. Charles and I listened through. Uh, we chose Abel. Love. So do you want to introduce the track? Yeah, hell yeah. And then yeah. we'll kick it to our listeners. Uh, yeah, you are. I'm Laserbeak. Uh, you're listening to Lady Midnight. Uh, this is a song called Abel off of her album, Pursuit and the Elusive, that just dropped. Um, give it a listen. And if you even are remotely interested, give the whole record a shot. It's the whole song, baby. Give it a shot. We'll see you next time. Pushed it in a little bit deeper. Stop when I hit a ball. Trying to get a hold of my triggers. The worst when I'm all alone. Got used to waiting for that moment to save you and snap out of my oblivion. But lately you're bringing all your chaos to Jealousy becomes my crutch I've been holding far too much of this insincere I wanna understand why Birds go missing in the sky When they're safe in places high as gravity Proof of wisdom, what more do from my hands and attention.
I just need my attention. 